What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of the Passionate DJ Podcast. Now, let me just start by saying, oh my God, I can't believe that we've done this 200 times. Uh, Episode 200 is an amazing milestone, and whether this is the first time you've ever listened to our show or if you've been here since day one, thank you so much for being a listener, for being a supporter of Passionate DJ and the podcast. We love doing this, and we love having you along with us for the journey. Now, this is why we wanted to reach out to some friends of the show and have a little bit of a celebration. Those of you who have been around long enough to remember episode 100, you'll remember that we brought uh, a few guests here into the show, and we sort of celebrated and just had a freeform conversation. We wanted to sort of build on that idea for episode 200. We planned on that for a while. Obviously, at the time we recorded this, everybody was under quarantine or lockdown or whatever for the COVID-19 outbreak, and so we weren't really able to do that, and so we had to do the virtual version of that. The upside of that is that we had an amazing turnout. Uh, We had uh, 14 or 15 people on this episode, which is just amazing. Uh, Lots of friends of the show. Most of them are uh, sort of regional to us. Uh, We wanted to reach out to anybody who has either... um, you know, been part of the show before, would have something interesting to share, uh, or is maybe affected by, you know, the current events and what's happening. Uh, And so I had Tony reach out to uh, these people and have them come here to share their stories with you. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Of course, it's an extra long episode, as we do with a special show just like this one. So I hope that you'll enjoy. Now, for everybody who's here on the show, I've posted their Instagram links in the description uh, of this show. We are also going to have a special drop-in guest during the show, a secret guest, so stay tuned for that. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to announce before we move on is that we are also, like many of you who are at home and really focusing on live streams and things like that, we have started our own Twitch channel, and so you should go and follow that right away before you even listen to this show. Go to twitch.tv slash passionate DJ if you want to see what we co-hosts are doing as DJs, if you'd like to hear us, you know, play music, and you'd like to see us, you know, bring guests in to play shows and kind of produce different shows and do this online thing. So uh, if you want to follow us for the music stuff rather than the talking and the podcast content and the how-to stuff and all that, uh, follow us over at Twitch. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash passionate DJ. And stay tuned very soon here in a week or two, we're going to do a very special event uh, where we'll be kicking that off with a launch. Now, the final thing that I want to talk about before we get on to episode 200 is uh, one thing that we did actually 100 episodes ago was we uh, changed our theme song. And so we decided to continue that tradition. So I want to thank Trip Turlington specifically for uh, letting us use his amazing intro music uh, for the last 100 episodes of the Passionate DJ podcast. Uh, Trip, thanks so much. Uh, still love the song, and I'm sure that you'll see it creeping into other pieces of content, just like I still occasionally sneak in that first uh, theme that we ever used if you pay attention and listen. So, uh, But uh, yeah, today we will present our new theme song, which is the song Earth Stands by our friends Crystal Grid. So um, with that being said, enjoy the new theme song and welcome to episode 200. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. We're here with the whole crew and then some. I've got Tony, Tripp, and Mo on the uh, social distancing uh, across the uh, the entire town here. How you doing, fellas? Good, Good. to see you. What's up? 
And uh, this is a big, exciting time. This is episode 200. Um, I can't believe we've made it to 200 episodes, and so we've got a party, or at least a virtual party. Um, for episode 100, we brought uh, several of you who are in the room, actually, uh, in here to kind of hang out with us, and uh, we're doing it again for 200. Of course, we're doing the... Uh, quarantine slash social distancing thing so we had to do it virtually but uh we got a great turnout so that's <laughs> that's a plus side everybody just welcome thank you so much for being here and thank uh you. it's it's great to hear from you i'm gonna kind of quickly um kind of go one by one and if you guys could just give sort of the elevator pitch version of like who you are as a dj you know what kind of music do you play um, anything that you want to talk about as far as your your musical influence, you know, what's your alias and what do you want to plug and that kind of stuff. And, and for a bonus uh, point, if you can name which episode you're on, that'll do. That'll be awesome too. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have to look it up. Um, and th we actually have a number of you who are first time guests, and that's awesome. And you're all people who we've wanted to have on for a long time. So uh, thank you so much for being here. It's it's awesome to see all these people in the room. So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started, um, and since I just kind of wrote everybody down in alphabetical order here by first name, uh, sorry Will, so we're going to just kind of go through and uh, introduce everybody. <laughs> so um, he's kind of a longtime veteran to the show. You guys know him as B-Funk. Uh, his name is Brandon. He's from Athens, Ohio, and he's been on the show, I think, twice now as an official guest, and so uh, welcome back, Brandon. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. I, uh, when you guys reached out about this, I was like, crap, yeah, that's right. 200's happening. Um, I was looking up my episode earlier today. I think it's like 167 or something, but, um, I can look up after and send it to save some work. Cause I get that elevator pitch. Uh, I'm a mobile DJ based at Athens. Um, half my work is weddings. The other half is just parties and I do a lot of EDM and flow between open format and I'd probably have to say EDM is, is probably where, and my love is old school hip hop and disco. I'd probably say. So. Uh, last time you were on, I think it was the last time you were on. We did a pick three uh, episode where yeah. we talked about trance music. Do you still? Uh, sorry, Will. Again, do you still keep up <laughs> with, with trance music? And like, do you have any new kind of trance recommendations? I always ask because I don't. I'm not um, very good at keeping up with it. Yep. I got a Spotify playlist like the, well, so here's where the schism happens. Uh, I listen to a lot of Anjuna beats, which a lot of trance heads would be like, you suck. That's not real trance. <laughs> um, you know, like it's not real 138. Um, let me think. Uh, I mean, it's funny. We were talking about that, some Signum and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I tend to flow back into the older stuff. Like Paul Van Dyke is probably top three of my favorite DJs of all time. I've seen him probably six, seven different times. Um, so I definitely still like the 138, but, you know, it's not, I don't know, 138 is different now with the side trance. I'm not really that kind of guy, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Andrew Bear, um, Oliver Smith, both of those guys are people I follow in June and Beats. Um, I can link something to the show if you want to check some stuff out. You know, I mean, that, that, that trance episode was, that was like my heart. Cause like when you played, was it Blackbird? Yeah. Um, um, oh, John Chapel's gonna like this one. It's Superfly by Yellow yeah. Blackboard, Yellow Blackbird. Yeah, yeah, Yellow Blackbird, Yellow something <laughs> like that. But Superfly, that was on like uh, one of those ripped Paul Van Dyke, you know, mixes I got off of like, you know, uh, Trans Trans Addict. I probably Trans Addict. Yeah, and <laughs> didn't know the name of the song. I just you know, it was before you could get any of that stuff. It was just track three on the second disc, and 
then I got, uh, you know, politics of dancing too. And it was on there. And that, that when you play that, I was like, someone else has heard the song that lives in my <laughs> like what? So I'm all about that. All right. Be funk. It's good to hear from you, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, next up, we've got a brand new guest to the show. His name, is, he goes by Fatty Lumpkin and he's an amazing scratch DJ and uh, this is his first time on the show. So, hey, thanks so much for being here, Fatty. What, what's up? Hey, you, thank you. I'm excited. So, th- this has been a long time coming. So, uh, the couple of startup questions I have for you are pretty basic because, um, well, I, I just basically want to ask you if you have like a biggest DJ influence um, and or a biggest kind of hip hop influence because the stuff that you do with turntables is pretty incredible. <laughs> Well, I mean, I came up in the golden era of is uh, naturally Qbert, Invisible Scratch Pickles, um, the Executioners. Uh, I, I first got into like turntablism and um, like doing hip hop DJing when I got the uh, it was the nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety nine DMC videos. Okay. Because before that, it was just the only turntablism I saw or turntables at all I saw was at parties and house music and drum and bass and that's all it was at that time the late 90s early 2000s um i always grew up listening to hip-hop you know yo mtv raps just all the way but then you know going started going to parties and actually got into introduced to you know djing through parties and raves um and then as i got better and got better equipment then I actually, you know, started practicing juggling and scratching and stuff. I had a roommate. We kind of battled off back and forth with each other. So that's kind of how we nice. learned quickly. Yeah. Uh, and equipment wise, uh, what's what's your preferred setup? I know uh, turntables, obviously, but um, you're a Serato guy, right? Yes. I currently have Serato, just haven't upgraded at all. But so uh, what kind of mixer? Uh, just still the rain. Um, I think it's the six mono, but okay for the trust none trusty yeah. old uh, battle mixer yeah yeah for sure <laughs> that's awesome man well thank you so much for being here it's uh it's, it's been thank way you. too long and uh while i've got you here once all this passes over will you please come in here and show everybody what you can do on the decks <laughs> you can yes, do a live stream sure. or something yes can't wait yeah. awesome all right, next up, we have another return guest, Mr. Shifter, a.k.a. Jack Sheets, an amazing DJ producer from Columbus, Ohio. Jack, welcome back to the show, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. So I want to ask you about uh, something that I saw you post the other day about upgrading record box. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> no, what I, happened, I man? It was me and how much of it was record box being janky, but I'm always like, if I see a new update, like I'm on it, like Ableton record box, anything like, I don't want to wait. I want the new features. I want to test it out. That's what you're supposed to do, box. right? What's that? It's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> keep, keep it updated. And I guess <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just like, beyond ocd about like my beat grids my hot cues my memory cues like i get silly with tagging and my tags i like do it all just because i have such a large library with all different kinds of music and i'm like i want everything to be exactly how i want so if i need a certain kind of crate or i need to find a certain track i know exactly where it is so yeah when i upgraded i had a bunch of issues where i lost like i can't even imagine like weeks and weeks of like beat grid information and 
It just that, that stuff happens. That like hurts. I literally spent like the last two or three days, like hours a day, like just getting it all back, like picking all the tracks that I really like, just like prioritizing those. But yeah, it just was a hard lesson learned. It's like somebody walking into your record shelf and just grabbing everything and just throwing it on the floor and ripping all the notes off and yeah, scattering yeah. it about. Yeah, yeah, it, that's how it felt. Like, uh, I mean, I've had stuff like this happen before. It's not the end of the world. It's just digital information. It's you know, it's not like my basement flooded, like you know, and I lost <laughs> a bunch of records or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> which has happened to several people in this room i'm pretty sure yeah, i know right as i was saying that i thought about that so yeah you know no big deal i've got it i'm back on track and uh, but it was frustrating because i just i was just wanting to get 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 on streaming some dj sets and things like that in the week up to upgrading to record box six like i was just like feverishly getting everything how i wanted it and i like lost all that stuff <laughs> But one quick question while I've got you, I know that you were taking piano lessons I'm yeah. sure that that's, I don't, is that continuing as before? Or are you doing virtual yeah, piano yeah, yeah. lessons? It's or? been like three years now. It's like, I mean, I'm a dad, I have three kids, I have a busy career. So like, I don't yeah. have a lot of time. So it's just a half hour every Friday. And then I have like, quote unquote, homework throughout the week to work on. Um, but it's been awesome. Like, it's just a very, very slow trajectory. Like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Um, but, you know, every year I make, you know, every month I make more and more progress. So hopefully one day I'll be able to like jam out on the roads and just solo, you know, <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, next up on the list, we have a returning guest. It's been a very long time since he's been on the show. It was the first time was like episode seven or nine or is a single digit episode. And that is the one, the only Mr. John Chapel. John, welcome back finally to the show. Hey, what's up? Uh, it, was, it was episode nine. So this is like the, the pre, this is just when it was David, actually. It was just me. I think we were in my basement with uh, this and a couple other mics and I no video guess. and no lighting. And yeah, it's, it's been a while. And it, since then, we haven't heard from you much other than occasionally you've left a, a little voicemail or a sound clip for us. No, it's always been Ron Chorple. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me. No, that wasn't you? <laughs> oh. And definitely don't expect a bunch more after this. <laughs> So um, I wanted to ask you, because you've always been so involved with DJing locally, like what is your kind of uh, impression of the all things considered? I'm not talking about, you know, coronavirus and all that, but up until recent events, what's kind of your beat on the scene locally? Like, has it changed over the years? Is it going anywhere? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Actually, uh, it's fine because this is what we talked about like back in 2014, right. really. Uh, um, it's kind of gone towards Cincinnati and Columbus, really, because I mean, back, you know, back when like the weekly started, my God, that was like 2009, 2010 or something like that. Uh, you know, since he was having trouble booking shows and Columbus, um, think at the time you know you couldn't really you had to be like you had to be like jack sheets or aaron austin to like to like get you know to get booked so they were coming to like this weekly 
now I think it's shifted where like, I think Columbus has it. And I think Cincy has it. And um, like, uh, but as far as local shows, anything like that, it's not, it's not really much going on anymore. Um, they lost one eyed Jacks. So yes. that was mm. and mask mask is, you know, they stopped, they, they shut down. So it's not yeah. really much going on, but I mean, these things are a wax and wane sort of situation. Right. So I'm sure that like, this is this is just on the on the bottoming out. I'm sure it'll come back. We do a lot of regular gigging. Um, are are you, is that still going on? I mean, to the same degree. I kind of. I mean, like you know, if this was like 1998, I I would be called like the sellout of this whole. Because <laughs> like I'm doing second string for Fatty now, you know. So whenever he can't work, I'm just working for him. But I I book a lot of. I'll do a lot of weddings and stuff at this point, but I'll do a lot of local gigs too. You know, a lot of charity events, especially with all the shit that happened in 2019. So a lot of that, you know, um, but you know, I, I don't do the weekly anymore. And, you know, so it's just a lot of, I mean, a little stagnation, but you know, I'm spending the quarantine just organizing my library really. So, well, we we had such a, such a good strong run there for a while locally in Dayton that, you know, to your point, it it does wax and wane. So, I mean, it it can only grow full steam for, for so long before we see a little bit of a retraction. So I kind of, I'm thinking that this, this whole situation we're in is going to do something to just get people wanting to be out again. And so, I think streaming helps. I think streaming yeah. really gets people interested because, man, like, it's, it sounds nuts, but, like, we've been streaming and, like, <laughs> I've never made so much money. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We, we'll definitely get back into that. Um, and since you're uh, sharing a, a camera there, Kim, welcome back to the show. Kim L., good to see you. Um, and so you, I can't remember what episode you were on either, but uh, you came and we talked about kind of the all the hometown stuff. Uh, do you have kind of the same impressions as John about the local scene? Does it kind of wax and wane like that? Has it kind of shifted? Uh, you're very involved with, uh, you know, ther- therapy cafe and like a lot of, uh, you know, the local events that are happening. So kind of what's your impression of what's going on here locally? I mean, I'm pretty much on the the same page as John with everything. Um, it's, we're just kind of in like a, a lull right now. Um, but I, I do have hopes for, you know, after we reopen and, you know, get back to things that there will be some kind of influx of energy and, um, you know, just people sparking passions and wanting to get out and do things and share that with other people. How was um, Silent Disco doing before um, Silent Disco, uh, yeah, b- before all of this, um, I mean, we were still maxing out just as we were when it first started okay yeah it um hasn't really lost any uh pace at all i know that um you had started kind of exploring music production is that still something that you're focusing on especially now that we're kind of stuck at home yeah it was actually something that i've been talking about for a really long time and um i came across uh logic um, as my choice for the moment. Um, and yeah, I, I have been diving in and, um, it's been, it's been difficult to navigate and figure out, but I'm like starting to put together some pieces and, um, just kind of exploring the, all of the different elements that you can do 
Yeah, now's the time to dive in for sure. Uh, Kim and John, thank you guys so much for being here. It's great to see you both. For sure. Uh, next up on the list, we have a another longtime hopeful guest that we finally got on the show today. Uh, you know him as BitFlip. His name is Mark Nagel. Mark, welcome to the show. We'd like to uh, learn a little bit about you. Tell us about what you do as a DJ and tell us about Freshlist and uh, whatever else you want to tell us about. Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been DJing for, man, wow, like over 15 years now, which is crazy to think about for me. But, uh, you know, had my uh, had my first like real party experience, then um, just got completely hooked. Um, really, I play a lot of different stuff. Lately, I've been playing um, a lot of breaks, garage, and house, uh, a lot of UK stuff, which I really nice. been digging. Um, I'm a gearhead too. I don't know if you can, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that stuff. Uh, I nerd out on a lot of it, this stuff. So, um, really I've been getting, uh, getting into like live sound lately too. So that's been really cool. Just exploring that. And, uh, yeah, basically we have, um, we have a monthly down here in Cincinnati. Uh, it's called fresh list. Not, I, I'm not actually wearing a fresh list shirt for one, one time in a million, but, uh, Will's got the hat on, so he's <laughs> repping. Um, but yeah, we do um, we do a monthly down here in Cincinnati, and we've been going for over five years, coming up on six now. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, our anniversary party is always a good time. We have a good time making stage props and light up stuff and whatever uh, whatever comes out of our brains at the time. Um, but yeah, that's uh, just a little bit about me. That's great, man. Can you uh, maybe just like point out a couple things in your studio there and just like tell us about some of the gear that you uh, use both as a DJ and for making music? Well, CDJ setup, standard deal. Um, I, I had a really hard time switching from Serato to CDJs. I don't know if anybody else has experienced that, but it was like really, really tough um, at first, at least just like speed of a computer being able to do everything really really mm. quickly being able to search music really really quickly um but i've I've adjusted to it a lot i really re have embraced this setup the uh, 2000 nexus and the 900 nexus too um but honestly like one of my favorite things is this little pioneer rmx 500 i've had the rmx 1000 um if you put it like something with buttons and knobs in front of me, I'm probably going to love it. But this thing is super fun. It's affordable. Um, it's got a little drum machine on there, which I admittedly don't use that much. Um, but drum machine, beat effects, like rise and fall effects. And then one of the cool things you can do with it is actually like change. If these effects, the rise and fall effects run into the beat effects in the drum machine or the opposite. So you can feed this side into this side or this side into this side and get some really gotcha. cool stuff going on. Um, is that a, uh, what is that like little sequencer that I see there? Is that the Torres SP-16? Yeah. This one right here? Yeah. Yeah, that's the SP-16. Nice. I, I think that's the first time I've seen one uh, in person, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're really fun. And, um, you know, a buddy of mine works for Pioneer and, uh, he gave me the heads up that, you know, like, hey, you know, keep your tour eyes. We've got some cool stuff going on. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sweet. And, um, man, they, they released an update for it 
and uh, they got there's like two effects banks on each pad now, so they expanded kind of the usability of it, and I don't know, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, nice. Admittedly, I need to use it a little bit more live. Like, I'm kind of comfortable with it live, but I really want to get to the point where I'm like just ripping it out. And uh, I think a, a few episodes back, I heard Trip talking about. I think it was uh, the DJ, the Roland DJ808, maybe like, who wants to randomly program a drum beat? <laughs> like, dude, I'm the guy that wants to randomly program a drum beat. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I like the way Kink plays and like that kind of stuff. I think that's really cool. So nice. Yeah, I've been getting a little bit into that myself. I've got uh, mine's a Native Instruments based setup, but you know, I've got a keyboard and a machine studio and stuff. And I finally dragged it from the the desk side to the booth side to start kind of incorporating some some live elements myself. So I, I definitely feel you there, man. Yeah, it's really dope. It's a lot of fun. Same kind of concept too. Well, Mark, thanks so much for being here, man. It's uh, it's been way too long to to get you on here. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for having me. And next up on the list, we have a returning guest once again. Give it up for the master of acid, Mr. Matt Freeman. What's up, Matt? How's everybody doing? Doing good, man. It's good to see you. You're you're incredibly beardy. I am. That's all I've been working on. (laughs) I've got a beard. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of things, uh, being that you're return guest to the show, um, asylum reunions. Um, I know I want to come back around to that, and maybe we can talk about uh, if and when you're doing something, you know, during this this whole uh, lockdown situation with that. But um, I'd like to know how the last one went, um, and maybe remind the audience uh, what the asylum was and what those reunions are, if you don't mind. Uh, well, the reunion, the last one was even. Well, like I always say, it gets bigger every year. So uh, the turnout was awesome. I mean, we probably had about, what, 250 out maybe? Um, the asylum back in the day was just that club in the 90s that was a little bit of, little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of techno, a little bit of industrial, a little bit of everything. So uh, it was a really good time. And, you know, we just do the reunions to kind of relive those days and get everybody back together and, uh, they're still going strong, so we'll uh, keep doing them. And I think during the quarantine that's going on, we're just going to probably do some live streams. That seems uh, pretty popular amongst everybody right now. So uh, yeah. we'll probably do uh, one of those. Awesome, man. Um, I also wanted to ask you real quick, I know that you bought some gear recently too, some hardware for production. Um, what are these new toys and what are you doing with them? Um, I just bought the, uh, Behringer TD3, um, uh, now at about $150 price point. Um, and they sound pretty close to the, uh, to the, uh, 303, uh, Roland. So Can teaching you- myself how to run the 303, um, grab the drum machine, um, uh, just a little drum brute impact just to kind of teach myself, um, hardware because I've always yeah. used software. Um, so just trying to, uh, learn a little bit of Ableton reason. And then, like I said, the, the hardware as well. Can you mention again real quick what the hardware was just cause it cut out for a second there? Oh, it's the Behringer TD3. Which is like the, uh, the 303 clone. Uh, from yeah. 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 So it's, it's, uh, it's on point so far. It's, uh, uh, I've probably put together about 20 tracks, so um, hopefully I'll have those online soon so people 
can uh, play those, hopefully in their sets, whenever we get out in the real world. Matt's good to hear from you, man. Um, once again, you know, you're one of the few people who actually has played behind the decks here um, for a live stream, but uh, we'd love to have you back, man. And especially if you start incorporating some of that live gear, I'd love to hear what you're, what you're doing with that. I'm looking forward to it. All right, I've got uh, one more guest to announce, and then uh, we also have a special guest who I believe has uh, joined us that I'll introduce here just in a few minutes, but uh, you know him as Firecat451. He's a return guest to the show. I think this is his third time. Please give it up for the one and only Will Ellis. Firecat, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. So my question is, when is the next Firecat slash Trip Turlington collab track? <laughs> well what had happened was see what had happened was <laughs> trip had went to school and had a family and then uh forgot ableton existed and, uh, I, I don't i don't know what happened <laughs> no uh so before you you jump in like i i do have some whips we've been trading a, a couple of messages so it's just a matter of uh catching the vibe and, awesome. and getting some stuff written and written down this is true. I, I, I would dare to say that uh, Tripp and I could uh, have music released long before the lockdown's over because I think that we have that kind of synergy. And I, I feel like that once we both get focused on the actual idea of it, it comes together super quick. It comes super together really nice. quick. I agree. What has been your uh, sort of genre focus lately, Will? Uh, you know what? Um, so I, I went through the split identity thing where... Mm -hmm. Being a multi-genre DJ, I didn't really want to whiplash my fan base by um, having the the name Firecat four five one, and then you buy your ticket, and then I play house, and you were expecting drum and bass or you're expecting dubstep. So what I did do was birth the alias House Cat one fifty four, which you may have kind of seen a little bit, to specify to my crowd, hey, I'm doing house this time, right? And I'm doing the house that I I started out doing. Uh, decades ago, two years, you know, 20 years ago, uh, that funky stuff. So I've kind of been separating that house identity from the drum and bass identity. But to answer your question, I've been 190% drum and bass lately. Like, okay, my every recent file in Ableton back there is drum and bass. Every recent file. So just Except diving one. diving straight back into drum and bass. That's awesome. So yeah. like what like uh, like high energy stuff or more like on the liquid side. I mean, what's where you've been aiming? I'm bouncing. I, I think no matter what genre I play, it's always going to have that kind of funk to it, which in the drum and bass field puts me kind of squarely into liquid funk and jazz step. But I also have that that edgy kind of uh, neuro side too. You know, yeah. uh, drum and bass is that type of genre that will let you enjoy a beautiful sunny day or rob a bank like <laughs> it's, you know that that's, both of those are drum and bass um so yeah yeah i've really been focused on that 100 percent and getting my my techniques uh for production uh up to speed to work more efficiently uh one more quick question uh if i were a classic trance song what would the title be oh perpetual sunrise <laughs> that would be that would be the and you would be a 14 minute song on one side and the other <laughs> side would be the 22 minute extended mix. How did you have an answer ready to go? I swear to God, I didn't ask. I you lived before. this life. <laughs> I, I, I have lived this life. I swear sometimes I could see it coming up like sun rays <laughs> through the trees. 
It's trance music. That's amazing. Will, thank you so much for being back on the show, man. It's good to oh, have you. And a, and a bonus, I was on episode 130 and 131, as well as the fam jam, so you don't have to go back into the archives for that. Oh, that was so helpful, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, we have one more guest to introduce, a late arrival. He's uh, one of our good friends. He's an excellent DJ and uh, just all-around nice guy, Mike Donovan. Welcome back to the Passionate DJ Podcast, my friend. Thank you. I thought you were going to say Tony DeSaro. I was like, <laughs> oh, he's running late, too? That's right. <laughs> it's good to see you, man. How are you doing? Just like everyone else, I assume. Just hanging in there, taking it uh, day by day. Not really that different, only that uh, we can't do anything. Yeah, so you, you work from home already, right? Or, or do you no, still I do work? Not. No, I, you don't work from home anymore. That's right. Correct. <clears throat> or didn't anyway. Yeah, correct. So um, yeah, I work full time somewhere else, but um, I'm st still working. Like I, I'm still currently employed, but at home. Gotcha. Do and, this thing. And so for those who aren't aware, uh, Mike Donovan is also an amazing uh, graphic designer. Is is that the title you take graphic designer yeah and so he's largely responsible for uh the look of passionate dj our logo our uh color palette all that kind of stuff if you buy any of our merch at passionatedj.com slash merch and it's got our logo on it you can thank mr mike donovan um when did we when did we do that geez it's been a long time i think it has been i stopped using the the classic logo in probably 2015 2016 so it's been a few years for sure. And I love it. I mean, it's just it, the uh, that bright blue, man, just pops. It's It works yeah. great for, for thumbnails and everything else. It's really worked out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've talked about this before, but I remember going, like, every time I go through a, a brand or rebrand process, like, at some point through it, everyone's like, oh, I'm not sure what's going on here. You know, like, these concepts don't make sense. But then, like, once it's launched and it's live, like, your logo and your brand completely makes sense in terms of like the optics and visually out. It, it totally makes sense. I really appreciated you taking the time to do that too. Cause like people don't realize how long of a, and tedious of a process that kind of was like, I came to you with vague ideas. Like I want something that's like talks says, says this is about DJing, but is also like about passion and uh, do something with this. And you're like, yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, like 30 emails later, we yeah. finally kind of take that down to what we're actually looking for. Um, and so you came up with kind of the logo incorporating the, the heartbeat monitor idea and the, you know, you said, I, I picked out a color palette for you. I looked up colors of passion. And so I came up with this and this and this as an accent color. And I was like, man, this, that's perfect. That's exactly why I hired a professional. So yep. yeah, appreciate that. Um, it was fun. So uh, I, I wonder, you know, other than the current state of affairs, um, what the status is of Volume Deep. I see you're wearing the shirt. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's been on kind of hiatus or pause or whatever for a while, but you did do a, uh, I don't know if you call it a reunion show or, or something not too long ago. And so I wonder if, like, is Volume still on your mind? Um, and I guess we should say mm -hmm. Volume being a, uh, a uh, sort of deep house-ish focused uh, local event, uh, one of my favorites. Would love to see it come back. So would love to hear what you have to say about that. So volume is, ex so I remember the first podcast I did with you guys and we called it the eighth day of the week. Yep. Because we talked about how, you know, like I fit DJing in kind of like on the eighth day of the week. That's still how I look at, that's how I look at volume right now. Like 
very busy, married, raising kids, working, just like everyone else. Um, but if I can fit it in on the eighth day of the week, if there if if there's an opportunity that makes sense, I, it's certainly not dead, but it's certainly not something I think about often. So it's sort it's of kind of like yeah. Sort of a, I, I guess I would call that a passion project. I mean, may, maybe that might be too strong of a word for something that's idle most of the time, but something that you do because you want to and when you can rather than something you're relying yeah, no on. Doubt. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Um, completely random question, but I have to ask you as a fellow Nintendo fan, what's your current favorite Switch game right now? And I bet I can guess, but... Well, my wife is currently playing Animal Crossing in the background. That was my guess, so okay. <laughs> I actually don't play it. I've, I've never played it since the first original on the GameCube. Um, I met Gina actually back, at, back in those days, and she kind of took over it, and every version that comes out, she plays. But uh, my I, not my favorite, but what I'm currently playing right now, and I talked to Jack about Guacamelee. this. Guacamelee. Yeah, Guacamelee <laughs> too. I'm playing it right now because it's so stupid fun yeah describe that to me because i've heard that name and that's all i know about it and that's says a lot and yet nothing so like the the um i guess the genre is called like metroidvania because it's very similar in terms of like the original metroid in terms of like the non-linear map and how you can kind of backtrack and you know you you unlock an an ability and you go all the way back to pick up an item but it's a platformer kind of metroidvania nice but uh you're a uh what are you a luchador yes it's so bizarre it's so bonkers but it's uh it's fun it's a stupid fun game what's up jack hey good to see you yep likewise yeah we have the whole episode 100 crew in the room now so (laughs) we ended the last show with saying here's to another hundred so we did it yep um so i i thanks for being here mike it's uh it's great to hear from you and uh we we keep hinting and talking about having you come over and, and play some house music here. I can't wait for the day, man. Let's let's yeah, get it done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. This uh this whole thing's made me yearn for uh, my own gear, but I don't know if that's again I don't I don't know if that be a realistic thing for me to do in my situation. You know, like I don't know if I want to invest in gear when I made up my mind years ago I was going to get rid of all my gear. <laughs> Well, we've you know, got gear when you're ready to use it, man. Okay, yeah, so so why get it when I can just bum it off? You That's right. <laughs> so um, we're going to shift the conversation just a little bit and talk about kind of the current situation that we're in, what we're doing while we're kind of stuck at home. Um, but as we do that, I want to go ahead and introduce a very special guest who has joined the room and hopefully he's ready to go. I see he's on mute there. Um, he is just uh, an incredibly well-known, uh, prolific event producer, uh, amongst other things. Disco Donnie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being back on the show, man. Thank you. Since I've gained so much weight uh, during this shutdown, I've been turning <laughs> down all the video requests. But since it was number 200 and Tony asked me, I was like, shit, okay. I'll just I'll I'll lose the vanity for one second. Well, it's it's great to see you, man. And uh, I I know that you have some things going on, even though you've been stuck at home. Um, could you tell us maybe a little bit about what has transpired with your company and what's going on with with the, with the event production stuff? On the event side, yeah, I mean, obviously there's not nothing going on, but uh, on my with my company side, uh, I purchased the company back on uh, April first, um, so. You know, it was something already in the works, and, and I was prepared since probably 
early January, my insurance agent um, told me that they weren't insuring. I was trying to bond some festival coverage and they told me that they weren't insuring for coronavirus. It's a, it's a, on the cancellation insurance There's a infectious disease carve out. And uh, you know, which I've never gotten because it's, you know, it just like, it sounds silly. I'm sure we'll have it soon uh, next time. But uh, they, she told, she called out that, well, we're, you know, Lloyds of London is excluding coronavirus. So then, you know, I went to the, the, the right to the source of all good information, which is Reddit. And, uh, you know, follow, I've been following these chains for four months. But uh, even though it, a lot of it was crazy, um, I was able to protect myself and, um, you know, and also protect what was going on. I mean, you know, it's really stupid to buy a, an events company um, during a, a global pandemic, right? There's no shows going on. Uh, but it was important for me to be able to control uh, you know, the future. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, I, I, you know, I got a good deal. They got it. They wanted, they were desperate to get rid of it. I was desperate to have it and control it. And so it worked out for both of us. So this is, um, obviously a really tough question and none of us can predict a future, but you have, uh, your ear to the ground on this stuff better than I'm sure any of us. What is the future of this stuff? I mean, what are, what kind of things are on your mind as far as, okay, the next big event that I put together, what's different about it? What's the new normal? Well, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can answer that. And I mean, I think if you look how, uh, if you use European model, how they unwound things, and which I thought that was, I thought, even though I knew this was coming, I thought there would be, the unwind would be similar to that, where if you said, New York was a country and Florida was a country and, you know, they would go from 5,000 to 2,000 to 1,000 to 500. Like if they would limit capacities going down that way, um, I figured that some sections of the country would be open at the other times. So even though I knew this was coming, I didn't see it going all down at once. So if yeah. they did, you know, and, and, and they did that because what they were doing in other countries obviously didn't work. And what you're seeing here now is probably going to be a, a scaled opening. Um, and so, you know, we're on the larger events, we'll be last on a totem pole to kind of get opened up um, as far as like clubs and bars and stuff that I think also is like kind of on the back burner. Um, so I don't think anybody can predict what's going on. I do know that there's, you know, we all know this is, uh, there's some states that want to get open and there's some states that want to stay closed. So, Unfortunately, you know, we didn't do this, but there's going to be a human science experiment going on. You know, there's two sides of, of the coin of, of uh, red states and blue states, and they're going to open up some sooner than others. And, you know, there's, we'll, we'll have some kind of data because right now I don't think people understand. So, um, you know, at least we'll be able to see, unfortunately, for those people in those states that are opening, um, it could be bad for them. But, you know, we won't know until until things start opening up and how far they can go. But I mean, I don't, I don't think at this point anybody can no tell what's going to happen six months from now, M much less a month from now. Uh, just for a little bit of context, can you maybe mention a couple names of some events or festivals that you have a hand in just so that we, we know the kind of the scale of what we're talking about here? Well, I had a festival that was supposed to happen this weekend. It's called Ubby Dubby. And, you know, it's going to be about 50,000 people. Um, and, it was in supposed to be in Arlington, Texas, the Dallas area. And so I moved that to 
uh, October um, and combined it with my Houston festival, which is Freaky Deaky. And then I have a, a festival in Tampa uh, that was supposed to be at the end of May and we moved it to July 4th, which it's a, it's a real Hail Mary, um, but uh, the city wanted it and the, and the venue didn't want us to, they, they wanted us to, to, to extend it um, because they're more, uh, I guess, bullish on the future than a lot of other people. So um, we just, you know, it didn't cost us anything to, to, to move it. Um, and so, yeah, we're just, we're just in a holding pattern. So during this kind of limbo, is this like a, a, what do you do with this time as far as that goes? I mean, are you in like an intense planning kind of stage right now, or is it really like the pause button? Like we, we so don't know what's going on that we're just going to wait and then hit play again once we can be in public again. I mean, what, what do you do right now? Well, you know, since I bought the company back, I was able to to offer refunds and I was offered able to hold my whole team together and not let anybody go. So, um, you know, we've been it feels like I'm working, not the same, but it feels like I'm working all the time. And uh, we're just, you know, a lot of stuff that got postponed and uh, canceled or whatever. There's a lot of effort that goes into just it's like it's almost like setting up a show is like canceling a show. It's almost the same thing because there's there's all kinds of different mechanisms that go into it. So it's like the reverse. Like when I wanted to offer refunds for a for the festival BW, it was almost like a reverse on sale. Mm. We offered we announced it. We offered the refunds, and then <laughs> you could see like a bunch of people the first day, and then less the second day, and less the third day. It, it was exact opposite of putting a show on sale. <laughs> Uh, so we have a lot of that. So, um, you know, I told my team to, they don't have to go ahead and take time and, you know, but be connected and, uh, you know, spend some time with your family. And we, we never have any time to catch up or, uh, or, you know, work on all these projects we always talk about. So I just asked them to, you know, come up with some new idea every week and present it to us and, and, you know, try to, that we can, something we can be working on for when we do, have these answers and when we do open up um, and told them to get, you know, take a break. Um, but when they come back, you know, they need to be energized. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to hold it all together for them. I'm, I'm, I'm acting all right. I'm, I'm acting like everything's going to be okay, but I, I'm not, I'm not telling them that I'm not sure either. So. Well, this isn't your first rodeo, right? I'm, I'm sure you've had to, to remain stoic in the face of trouble before. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, we we had this similar things, uh, 9-11, uh, you know, that was a little bit different. We did we couldn't see that one coming. And we had I had eight months of shows, book, big shows. Um, so then there was no uh, nobody knew that people were going to stop coming out. And, and nobody knew the impact of that, that hip hop and 9-11 uh, combined, like, you know, to kill the dance scene. Um, so, you know, that was, a, it was a bloodbath for all those months after 9-11, I guess the financial crisis, we were already kind of, uh, in 2008, I'm not, I'm not sure that really affected us too much because, um, we already were, we were already in crisis as, as a scene. So we already had our tickets at like five, $5, $10 in advance. And, you know, for Carl Cox, $5 in it. Uh, for the first 50, then 10 in advance and 15 uh, day, day of show, you know, and you could still couldn't sell tickets. So, mm. 
I, I just can't imagine, you know, we're, we're all struggling with this in, in different ways. And I, I can't imagine like my, my entire thing is built around the gathering of people. <laughs> it's it's a kind of a requirement of what you're doing. That's got to be yeah. uh, stressful yeah. to say the least. Yeah. I mean, look, it, uh, to me, I mean, I started when they, the, you know, my first event had at the first show I went to had like hundred people at it. So if, if there's only, if they let us do shows for a hundred people or, you know, or 500 people or whatever they tell us we do a show, that's what we're, that's what we're start at. So we can just, uh, we'll just reset this whole thing and just go the other way. So we don't have to start at the, at the top. Actually, it might be better to, to, you know, there was a lot of things that have transpired in the last, in this go, go, go uh, world and this go, go, go scene. And maybe there's a way that we can, um, you know, we made that and we were, participated in it, but maybe there's a way we could, uh, you know, now that the building, the house burned down, maybe there's a way to build a better house. I, I love it, man. That's, uh, that's great. And it's great to hear somebody like you say that who's in the position that you're in and you're certainly well poised to, to wave that flag. So, um, Donnie, we appreciate you being here today and, uh, we're going to keep the recording going for at least another hour or so. You're welcome to stay and hang out as long as you like. I don't know how long you've got, but, um, it's great to see you, man. I would love to stay, but my wife, uh, yeah, she's not, she's not having any already. So understood. What's up, Donnie? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, you know, this, this homeschooling is crazy. So <laughs> it doesn't leave much time for much else. I, I hear mean, you, man. A lot of wine and, and a lot of homework. <laughs> you know, so. I appreciate you doing this for us, man. Thank, uh, you. thank you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you. Tony, thanks for everything over the years. I appreciate all the shows, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I could be a part of this. If anybody uh, needs anything or anything like that, let me know. I'm here. I have nothing but time and wine. Time and wine. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so Peace. much, Donnie. Thanks, Donnie. Bye-bye. I want to kind of talk a little bit about the, uh, what Donnie sort of finished off with there as he left and kind of hinting at you know, what are we doing to kind of flip this whole situation on its head? Obviously, the situation kind of sucks for a lot of us. We're just kind of um, not sure what to do with ourselves, not sure what the future holds. And so um, in some ways, there's a big opportunity here for us to, to take this time and, you know, put it into our craft or put it into a project. Or So I would like to, to talk a little bit about, you know, just what you guys are doing with um, this time at home. And uh, I'll go ahead and bounce it up to uh, B-Funk, uh, Brandon, since we started with you. I know that you were a working DJ, and so uh, you were kind of reliant on, on gigs. And I'm, I know that describes several of you in the room. So anybody can jump in now at, at this point. But uh, Brandon, what are you doing, buddy? What's, uh, how are you holding up? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll start with a real positive. Uh, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. My wife's a teacher, so we've had amazing times with my daughter. I mean, you've probably seen some of my Instagram videos. We're just playing around, doing Street Fighter fights and stuff, and just having <laughs> a good time. So, I mean, that that time has been awesome. Uh, you know, we were really busy before, and I, I think now I'm realizing that, you know, we have time to do this type of stuff. So that, that's been good. Um, but I got wiped out. I mean, my all I, I have several jobs outside of DJing. So I, I do a, a Ohio brew week, which is a craft beer festival, which is large gatherings. So I'm in a holding pattern that happens in 
July, um, you know, all my events are hundred people plus or whatever, you know, weddings, birthdays, whatever. So, um, right after that thing got closed, it just got wiped out. Um, so I've been just waiting. Um, you know, all my stuff through May is, was canceled. June is, you know, basically most of my money is made May through middle of September, end of October, middle of October. Um, so I'm hoping I can get, you know, maybe 50% of that or something like that just to kind of coast through. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what have I been doing other than thinking about when we're going to get back to it? Um, I've been, uh, I'm going to actually go live for the first time on Saturday. I've been watching everybody go live and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do it that way. You know, I wouldn't have done it that way. I, I should do that, <laughs> but then I don't do anything. If that makes yep. sense. You know, I'm sure some other people have that feeling like I want to do it, you know, different than that. You know, I don't want to just play old stuff and play, but I don't just play new stuff. And so I've been thinking about what I want to do. And, um, some other DJs, I, uh, uh, some friends of mine from OU asked me to be on a show. I was like, you know what? just got to do it. You know, your first time's going to suck. That's how you can get to your 50th when it's awesome. You guys have heard that quote, you know, so I'm just, I'm just going to do it. You know, my visuals aren't going to be probably present. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Cause I just, you know, I've said it on this, this show right here. So it's going to happen, you know, cause I've been thinking in my mind for a while and just watching everybody. I'm like, Oh, I wouldn't do it that way. But I had this idea for a mix uh, series that I've had about two years ago. Um, one of the things I, I like in, uh, about mixes is being exposed to different music and whatnot from different people. But um, what I'm finding in the mix landscape is, you know, people aren't, um, their, uh, their patience is really short. They want, they want what they want right away. And, or they're just, you know, they're very much in their lanes. You know, the house guys are here and, you know, deep house is here and, you know, drum bass is here and, and not everybody's really crossing over. And so they're, they're only listening to their hive mind artists. Um, and so I kind of wanted to find a way to make it creative uh, without limiting people. So what I'm doing is this thing called uh, Pick 4, Mix 4, um, where basically what ends up happening, like, let's say all of us here are part of it. Um, you know, I'm just going to use my screen right here. So I got Mr. Shifter over here. I'll be like, hey, you start with whatever you want. Pick four songs, any genre, go for it. Then after that, give me two songs. I'm going to mix in with the last song you started with pick one of the two you had and then I'm going to pick my four and then just pass them on. And basically what ends up happening, you have like this five, six person mix of just whatever, you know? And yes. so I've done, I've done two of those so far with a couple guys from OU. Um, I'm actually, that's what I'm doing on Ableton is stitching them together, which is a pain in the butt because like sometimes it, it matches up. Some people don't <laughs> use the first song. I just texted the DJ. I'm like, Hey, you didn't use the first song. And so that's what I'm trying to get a couple of under my belt before I actually like, push it out and start inviting people but it's just something that I, I wouldn't have done if i was in my normal routine I, I just i was like i should do that but i don't want to sit down but now i'm just at home and so i was like hey you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to my buddies have them like hey what do you guys think they all really liked it and i'm hoping that kind of picks up and it's just something different you know because it's so hard I'm, i know we all hear release mixes and stuff and you know my my listenership's gone down i think it's just because there's so much out there unless you have something that's different uh, but I also really like just like the fact that it's like, hey, here's something just five DJs maybe doing their sound, you know, like your know, Firecat was talking about. He's got the house cat and everything like that. You know, maybe he does house, maybe he does drum and bass, or maybe he just does like old school hip hop, you know, and stuff because we all listen to music that we're also not known for. And that's kind of what I want to happen out of that. So so that's a positive I've, I've had, you know, just having nothing but time on my hands, you know, to figure out. <laughs> Hey Jack, do you remember what year was that that we did something like that on Rave Trash? 
did something like what? Oh, that uh, that mix. It, it was like you, me, ID. Uh, uh, I don't even remember who all was in there, but like, what was it? There was like five or six of us, and we did exactly that. We all did, like took three or four tracks each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kept passing it around. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, it sounds really really cool. I'd like to get involved with something like that now. Um, it's been so long ago that we did that. I have like vague recollections of it. Right. It was cool because I, I, I know we've talked on the show before about uh, kind of those mixing games and stuff, but I think that's the first time I've ever heard a variation where it's like, I'm going to pick the next track and I'm also going to pick the first track that you play and then you can do what you want. I, like, like it just adds a little extra spin to it. That That's pretty cool. I've done something similar with the military DJ network and they were like four different groups and each group got four songs. And then you put together a mix with those four songs and then shared it with the group and everybody just kind of told you. And then we picked a winner based off, you know, feedback and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. It's a cool game to play. So has anybody else been kind of using this time to experiment with genre or style? I know that uh, definitely includes me. I've been doing some little streams from my my personal YouTube channel and I I decided uh, I was in the same boat as, as a lot of people. I was kind of finding myself not really DJing very much and like, wow, I have this great setup and why am I not doing anything with it? So I started doing a little 20 to 30 minute Sunday mixes just to, to have a reason to, to do something. And, uh, I've been using that as an excuse to, uh, try different kinds of DJing different styles. So I put, you know, the first one I put together was, uh, you know, Sunday techno selection that I did Sunday trance selection, then Sunday house selection. And, so on yada yada i'm gonna do a chill one i'm gonna do a drum and bass one and that way it's like not overwhelming for me to think like oh shit i gotta put together like two hours of music to do my thing this week it's it's nothing like that it's like oh i gotta come up with five tracks and you just go for it and it's it's kind of what you're talking about brandon it's it's that kind of what can i do top of mind you know here in the moment to to come up with some tracks but also like explore different areas of uh of music it's uh it's been kind of fun i wonder who else has been exploring different styles anybody want to jump in on that i don't i want to make sure everybody gets a chance here i haven't been doing different styles but uh the way i've been having to have my equipment set up at the club the whole time and focus on top 40 and hip-hop and focus on the club for a really a really long time um this is the first time in years that i've been able to set up my turntables at home and actually you know, scratch and cut and uh, juggle and play with beats that I want to play with and play with songs that I want to play with. So I'm actually like coming back around full circle and having fun doing, you know, what I started out doing just for fun in my bedroom for hours and hours and hours 20 years ago. Um, I've been posting little like, you know, two minute clips, one minute clips of just different things that I've been having fun in my room for strictly fun uh so nothing new it's actually i've been coming back to the old i think that's how it is for like a lot of us like i don't know i mean i'll say me personally but i don't know maybe you guys feel this way like this whole quarantine for us like we've been streaming a lot and a lot of it is like shit man uh there's there's a lot more rust on on these shoes <laughs> than i thought there was you know <laughs> and, and i mean that should always be important but it's very easy to get complacent doing what you're doing and yeah. then we are we're like shut down and then there's you know for 
I'll say someone like me, uh, um, it's, there's nothing else to do. What do I do? Well, I might as well do like the one thing that like a long time ago, I, I tried to make into a career. I might as well just do it for fun again. And then I'm doing it. And it's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not as good as I thought I was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, you know, now for me, it's all about, it's all about practice, but, um, just to uh, like to go with what, what fatty said, like, cause we, like we work together. We're, we're doing the same thing essentially is, is we're doing a lot of like top 40, a lot of hip hop and stuff. But you know, a lot of these guys, when they do that stuff, they're not really like mixing or they're quick mixing, which is bad. It's probably a bad idea to do considering the context. Cause <clears throat> in that thing, nobody wants to hear, you know, a grand total of 45 seconds of each song. You know, if you're playing 190 songs in a, in a five hour period, like you're probably, probably not doing it right, you know? So, but uh, in the meantime, you know, Kim and I have just been like, just hey let's tag because i haven't tagged in forever yeah it's been really cool to have this much like back-to-back mm. like practice yeah that's uh you guys have the uh the benefit of uh of rooming together so you can you get to do the the b2b thing more than the rest of us i think <laughs> yeah so if we die we die together that's right <laughs> yeah. that's fine. um yeah, for me I've always been an electronic DJ and I've always loved and listened to hip hop and I've never actually DJed hip hop because there's just so, you know, there's really not a lot of lead in, you know, it's not easy stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I've been uh, doing 30 minute uh, mixes on Sundays because it, in my social networks, uh, most of the people that I've, I'm friends with are not DJs. You know, it's either the fitness community or the military community. And uh, it's really cool to get, the feedback from those friends who say like, Hey, this is the coolest thing I've seen all week, or this was super positive. And I'm, I've kind of been doing a kind of curated sets. Like the first one was just like a gangster, you know, nineties. Next one was like seventies funk inspired by David Michael, of course. And the last one I did was like a, like chill R and B nineties, you know, all the stuff. Like I remember getting dumped to at, uh, at junior prom and stuff like that you know, bringing back those painful <laughs> memories for all of us. But no, it's been really cool. Just, you know, I get DMs and stuff after the fact. It was like, hey, dude, thank you so much for doing that. Are you going to do another one next week? So, and again, you know, going back to David's point, you know, just doing a 30-minute set. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I build a crate. I don't have to think long and hard about it. You know, I go, I set some cue points a couple days before. And like, these are my friends who are, like I said, they're fitness people and military people. So they're not going to be criticizing and critical if I'm off measures or you know if i'm out of key or whatever they're just listening and uh they've actually a couple of people sent me videos of like their kids dancing you know listen to my mix and stuff like that and that stuff's really cool especially with everything we got going on right now just to know that i've put a smile on someone's face that i haven't seen in a while is that's pretty dope and you've got your own vip section yes i do <laughs> team turlington <laughs> right outside the window yeah they always get front row they always get they they uh they always get list <laughs> Mark, how are you uh, staying sane during all this, buddy? You've got a, a lot of toys to play with. Are you diving into production or uh, exploring different styles? Or what have you been doing with this uh, at-home time? I've definitely been starting up streaming, which has been good. Um, I was kind of the, the same at first. It's like, oh, you know, same as Brandon. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it this way. I don't want to do it that way. And then I ended up getting like a bunch of cameras from Micro Center, which, hold on, by the way, everybody should get one of these things because they are so cheap. Chris Nelson, shout out. You told me about these things. One second. 
They're like 18 bucks from Micro Center. They're, they're, Here we go. They're security cameras. They're wise security. Oh, the get, yeah. Will's got it right there. This is Yeah, this is the uh, unit that he's talking about, which I'm actually technically not using right now. I was looking into like, I had some Logitech cameras. They were like 100 bucks a piece. And I'm like, I could literally buy five of these things for the same price. And they look, you know, they don't look half bad. So uh, I've been, you know, I've been spending my time trying to focus on that a little bit refocus and knock the dust off my boots like john was saying um just really trying to like enjoy djing for djing and it's it's kind of it's funny how like you get lost up or lost in you know we do that month we do the monthly event fresh list every month and i'm always thinking about that i'm always thinking about hey what are we going to do next who are we booking who are we this what are we that and um yeah, sometimes you just get lost up in the in the rat race, and a forced slowdown like this points you back in the right direction to why you got into this in the first place. It makes you reconsider a lot. What about you, Mister Freeman? Uh, I know you've been diving into this new gear and doing production and stuff, but are you finding time to to mix it all during this time uh, in a in a DJ context? Yeah, I'll do some mixes. Um, really, just using the time as a reset. You know, it's like uh, we're so worried about what everybody else is doing and parties that are being thrown and everything else. And it's just good to sit back and worry about what you're doing and how uh, I guess you're going to affect everything more positively when this is all over. So I'm noticing that as kind of a a recurring theme that two things that sort of like, okay, how are we going to come back into the world with, uh, you know, what did we do with all this time? Um, And then also this kind of feeling of like, as cliche as it sounds, like we're all in this together, right? And like, there's there's no person that that is immune from the effects of what's going on right now. And so there's this more than I've ever experienced before. There's this kind of weird like, there's a certain level of guilt that doesn't come along with me not getting things done, if that makes sense. Because usually there's a certain expectation from whoever you're talking to, and right now it's kind of like nobody knows what's going on, you know. There's just a certain level of understanding, I think, that we all have that I'm I'm not used to having from the general public that's kind of interesting. I wonder, uh, just kind of switching over to the tech side of things, um, what has everybody been using? I've been seeing a lot of people using Restream. Has anybody been using Restream.io? Yeah, I've been using it. You know, I, I think my overzealous want for a high bitrate video stream <laughs> has been the problem. But um, I, I would caution you to knock down the video quality a little bit um, for the sake of a smooth operation of the stream. Okay. 720? What's that? 720? It, it, it's like, it's done by bitrate, and I'm no expert on this. So, um, but it's done by bitrate. You can set it in OBS to like limit it to, I think I have mine at like 2,500. Yeah. Um, we use OBS too. Yeah. So I set it there, um, to like 2,500 and I was still getting drops. It might just be my internet to be honest, but, um, restream has been like unsteady for me, but it works great for everyone else. And I, I, I'm, I haven't figured out why. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what platforms are you trying to to stream to? Um, I was uh, using. I was going to Twitch, Facebook, 
Um, and I did not do YouTube, but that was the other one I was going to. And it was, I mean, was it like unreliable or did one of them not connect or what was your experience? It's tough to say which link in the chain actually broke. Gotcha. That was my and like, it looked like OBS was streaming fine. Cause I mean, it's, it doesn't really have any indicator of that, you know? Um, you know, but it looks like I'm streaming fine and then all I'm DJing and having fun. And then all of a sudden I look over at the computer. I'm like, Oh, my stream's down. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's been funny. Like I've I've never gotten so many phone calls and text messages and FaceTimes uh, asking questions about like how do I get good audio to my computer or to my phone for a live stream and like what cameras do you recommend and like it's 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 come up so many times like more than ever in the history of Passionate DJ. It's come up in the past month or so and it's it's been pretty fascinating to watch. And it's, it's uh, been funny because Gina uh has been uh poking me because she keeps saying you know for all the phone calls you keep getting on this you could be charging like a consultant rate or something <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah yeah and it's been interesting too i'm sure you guys have have noticed uh the oh it, it's almost like a dj traffic jam out there where it's like i can't decide when to put a stream live because I, f I feel like I'm stepping on five of my buddies every time I do it, which is kind of an amazing I, problem to have. I felt like that with Trip. Trip, uh, Trip was, Trip started a stream like to the minute, right? When Kim and I were starting a stream and I was even like, Kim, should we make like it? Cause I was like, I don't think Trip has streamed yet. It was early in the quarantine. So I was right. like, should we maybe wait? And she was like, no, fuck it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, uh, but she was like, oh, let's go, cool, whatever, we're all doing it, you know. Yeah, cool. no, I, I, I think the same way. Like, I mean, you know, it's impossible to coordinate everyone unless you get a group of people to purposefully coordinate. So, yeah, that, that I don't check to see who's playing. I just I just hit the gas and go. Um, the only thing that um, I have participated in uh, recently was a coordinated, like, um uh zoom event so exactly what we're doing here but uh everybody was on you know on here everybody was muted except for the dj who was playing and then they had like time slots and the whole nine yards it was a really cool experience um and knew this was a pitch meeting this is trip's pitch He's like, i'm actually i'm actually know, scheduled to do that very you know, thing this weekend yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was a really good time. At, at, at its peak, I think we had like fifty or so people in there. That's uh, dope. Oh yeah, and and throughout the night, they probably had I I, I would I, I don't know I wasn't really keeping count, but I mean it was a good amount of people through the night. Um, it, so I mean yeah, it was it was a total blast. And then I I mean I actually stayed on until probably one or one thirty in the morning uh, before finally calling it a night. So yeah, it was it was really cool. It's been kind of great to be able to like, you know, see a stream pop up in my feed and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to tune into that for a while and like put it up on my second screen or whatever. And then I just leave it up while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And then like, by the time that's over, there's another friend and I just, I bring that up and it's like, I, I feel like I've been stuck in this weird virtual festival for the past month, but it's kind of awesome in a way, you know, it's like, we're all doing it. This is, this is the best we can do. So Fuck it, let's go. You know, <laughs> actually, that's interesting. Because do you think like that will persist when when we reopen? 
I've been wondering that quite a bit. I was going to see if anybody had any thoughts on that. I think to My, some I, degree. I mean, I, don't, I feel like, like I want to hear what Tony would, would say about that because I feel like he would probably know, at least have an opinion on that. Would, would streaming parties, the way we've had to do them now, potentially persist when we reopen? That's a good question that I really have no idea about. I don't know. Honestly, if I can venture I no into I'm that, being I... told, I mean, Donnie didn't say much, but oops, sorry. But what I'm being told right now from some of our sound companies, AEG and Live Nation aren't even taking any tours until fall of 2021. Damn. Whoa. And if, yeah. Got, and that's yeah. if that's the case, I mean, it could be that way with any mass type of gathering. But right now, you know, we're all up in the air, just like Donnie said. I no idea. You know, but you had before all this started, you had um, who was it? Marshmallow. Was it Marshmallow? He did the Fortnite thing. Yeah, I think you so. Know, they, they uh, yeah, did a mass amount of numbers. You know what I mean? So this could just dip everybody's toes into that world to learn how to do it and start moving into that direction just in case something like this is to happen again. You know? Yeah, that, that's but, what I think. I, I think that because we've we've sort of been forced into you know, addressing something as DJs that maybe we could have, could have not addressed before. Like, how do I fix my sound? How do I get decent lighting in here? Whatever, whatever the sticking point was, we're all figuring that shit out now. And so I, I don't see us all just taking that knowledge and being like, oh, finally I can go out and then not doing anything with that ever again. So I imagine there's going to be, um, if nothing else, at least an increase in, in the quality of people's streams, which I'm all for. <laughs> We should do a passionate DJ uh, virtual fest. Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about it, and the it was it was kind of cool to see the uh, like the thing you were talking about, Trip, the uh, virtual Zoom uh, way of doing that because that was kind of the method we had talked about doing, and uh, so I, I kind of wanted to see somebody else do it and see how it went for them. Um, and it seems like it's been going well. So I, I know there's one little thing where you have to make sure. Uh, some of, I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but in the top of our window, there's like a turn on original sound button and you want to make sure that that's enabled so that it doesn't try to like noise cancel your music and squash the sound and, and stuff like that. So, you know, making sure that all those little things are worked out before we do it. But I, I think we're pretty much ready to do that as long as we can tell everybody how to set their audio source and levels and all that. Yeah, I was going to say that was the only thing that the uh, that the uh, organizer had done prior to was, hey, we're going to do a sound check that afternoon and everybody needs to go in, make sure that all of your audio settings are set just as so and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, all of that really went off the hook. I mean, everybody had it sounded pretty, pretty darn good for going, you know, over the Internet. <laughs> so it was <laughs> Uh, definitely a lot better than like the old school Yahoo chat rooms and stuff of the late nineties, early 2000s. So, uh, Will, you were going to bounce in there for a minute. What, what did you have? Uh, I mean, it was, it was a while back. I was just going to agree with, uh, Brandon as well as like, I was kind of recalcitrant to screen to stream because everybody was doing it. Like I could not, I couldn't see the weather without running into somebody's stream. Like, yeah. and, and there were bad ones, like guys facing the wall uh, strange camera angles, poor sound. And so I kind of waited until uh, I could get the sound that I wanted and the camera angle that I wanted to do that. And then just to to tag on to when do you think we, you know, 
when do you think after we get back to normal, the streaming will continue? And I, I honestly believe that uh, the streaming will die off quite substantially. I think that people will continue. Uh, some people who have invested into great sets, uh, like most green screen and great sound, great interfaces. I think some of those things, uh, certainly the paid streams will continue, but the essence of what we do is really hard to be felt through the average person's home sound. Mm. I mean, there's a reason that you go not only to the club, but you go get in front of the speaker. There's a reason that the guys bring so many lights out to the stage, and it's really hard to replicate that with the stream. Uh, not only on our end as content producers, but unless you got a 95-inch TV over there, you know, and, and a great sound system connected to it, the experience that you're going to get from a club, it's going to be really hard to substitute that. That's a great point because we're, we're taking a, a big part of this out of our control. We don't have any control over the volume or what the how much bass there is or the progression of the little things like the how much you turn it up over the night and how many people are in the room with you and the mood of other people around. You have no say in any of that anymore, and that's that's an interesting a quote unquote new struggle that, that we have to deal with. It's like, okay, we're throwing a virtual festival, but also half these people are like playing animal crossing at the same time. So like, right. what are we doing here and, and how much attention are people paying? And it's, it's kind of fascinating. I, I kind of want to pop in on two things. Well, what Will just said, like, um, first, like I would love to hear like a stream like night of will or, or Brandon, like, you know, will I is, is one of my favorite DJs and, and, and B funk. Like I haven't heard him in like 10 years and I was just like amazed. Right. I, I don't like, so I, I can't, I'm coming, I'm inclined to be like, I don't care what you want. I, I want to hear you. Right. So that's one. And then two, and maybe Mark can pop in on this one is about OBS, where you have, you do have control over the sound that you want to do. Kim and I had to do like extent, like a lot of stuff because, and and a lot it took of it us is like, like two days to figure. Yeah, it out. I mean, like, it, and it does take a while because it's streaming, and you know that shit ain't per perfected or anything. But like, it took us a while, but like we're okay with the sound that we have now because it's like, it's the best it's going to be. But, you know, I mean, once you get that direct in and then you use OBS tools to, to get your levels just right. And I mean, Mark, Mark's definitely going to know more about that than I am if, if you guys are interested, but like, if that's your problem, get with OBS and, and do it because like, I would love to hear the both of you. If the both of you are, are not like, Oh, we don't want to stream because everyone else is doing it. Right, but you guys aren't, and we would love to hear you. That would be awesome because our weekends are filled with just sitting here playing categories and taboo and and drinking, and then just putting on a live stream for for six hours. You know, mm -hmm. so. But I mean, again, like I said about the levels, Mark would know more about that. But as far as you two go, you two especially, like I would love to hear you guys. There's a lot of people streaming right now, but nobody's mad about it. Right. I was kind of mad because some people were doing it at the same time as other people well, I wanted to see. So I was like fake mad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trip. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the really cool part about that is, it, you know, yeah, mad but fake mad. But um, you know, I and and back to what you were saying, David, about like having everybody on a Zoom call like that. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten like 
you know, private messages and stuff like that from people who haven't been to a club in forever, who probably haven't seen me since I played trance back in the early 2000s. Like, you know, just people who were like, you know, they were in the scene or maybe they've been out or maybe they just haven't gone out in a while, whatever. Like, you know, just being able to jump on, play something, they get to see me. They don't have to go out to a club. They don't have to do all of that. The Zoom calls, I mean, you know, there's a chat window that comes with this software. So it was like a digital mingling that like, you don't have to sit there and constantly say, ha, you know, like it's all right there. Everybody's able to chat and talk. And like, it's just been such a, a, a unifying experience. Everybody's yeah. had nothing but good things to say. It is, so it's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun, a lot of positivity. I wouldn't overthink it. I think, you know, a lot of us, because we're DJs, we, 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 you know, sit here and like judge because we're DJs and we judge DJs, but like most of these normal people and all your normal friends, they love it. They don't care about the camera angle. They don't care about, you know, the mixing and stuff like that. Just get on and, you know, throw those vibes out and all these normal people are catching it. Yeah. I've been uh, noticing a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of non-DJs enjoying my streams, which is new. <laughs> it's, That's good. That's yeah. new blood. Yep. Yeah, people, I mean, taking the time to share it and stuff. Oh, look, my, my friends, you know, they're just like, hey, look, this is what this person's doing to, to spend their time right now. And so they, kind of to your guys' point, there's this feeling of, like, togetherness and, like, uh, working together, I guess, to, to and, like, understanding that, hey this is what we're all doing right now and we're all doing the best that we can um, the person that got me away from the camera angle is watching john digweed because mm. if you watch his live cast it's just a camera of on his it, hands on yep. his hands yeah yep. that's right. it watching him too yeah kind of feeding off of the um worrying about doing streams at the same time everybody else is doing we all have our own networks outside of the club and dj world and people that go to parties so there could be 50 100 people that are on my friends list or whatever that want to see or that will see that you, Matt or Fatty or nobody's going to have to worry about. You know what I mean? So don't worry about bumping heads by any means. And, How do you uh, know it's digweed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you. Do, I mean, I guess you don't. But <laughs> How did you <laughs> ever talk? He's right, though. It really is just his hands on, on those ducks. Because the wall of records the size of <laughs> your wall of records. Great wall of China. <laughs> Right. right. It right. could just be any random trance head. He's right. How do we know? <laughs> no, that means voice. Kim and Will's point about the um about the virtual festivals. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, Insomniac did a virtual Ravathon a couple weeks ago, and they did a really good job setting up um lights and LED walls and everything, and just the post production stuff that they were doing, throwing visuals up there. It was solid, man. Like I just had that stuff running constantly. I've watched a few of them over again. You know, just like kind of playing them in the background as I'm working. But, they, you know, I, I think when it comes to like uh, the gold standard for what these virtual festivals could look like, they did a bang ass job of that stuff. just want to tack on to what you're saying. If it's really well produced, I could see it catching on in a very slow way, the same way silent discos have kind of yeah. started to come into their own where, you know, is a silent disco going to take over a regular disco? Probably not. But is there a market for it? Absolutely. Is there a way to pull it off successfully? Absolutely. And I think that really well-produced streams will hit that same niche and satisfy um, a, a, a group of people that didn't even know they were out there, where you can bring DJs together from all over the world, not on flights, 
but on you know high speed internet. So yeah, if 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 I had the opportunity where I could pay some extra money and I like refine my home audio system and was able to pay for a, a high quality stream of a DJ that I want to see, I would pay money to see that. You know, in the comfort of my own home on my couch, just you know banging away. And there's a certain segment of the population that's willing to do that. But also, don't get me wrong, if they're playing at mask or they're playing at a number fest or something, yeah, I'm driving my ass down there. But if it's somebody I'm never going to see who's only going to L.A., New York, Miami, Chicago, stuff like that, yeah, that's, I'll probably dig out That's exactly what I was talking about, Mo, is I was talking about this like three weeks ago with Kim. I was like, do you think – like when I said would this persist through the quarantine is like would like – high-level DJs at a certain point charge a lower fee to throw a party remotely at a club, but play their own music, but the club has to be outfitted appropriately with like a TV and a sound system and like some sort of stable connection because, you know, we just got FireWire, you know. So if that was like in the mix, would that be a new market? Because it's essentially a new market. I mean... It's just not existing yet. It's only existing now because we're all stuck here, you know. But everyone's doing it. Jump in on that real quick. I think John First and Shield did a show uh, down here in Covington, and they had a digital event that you could pay to attend. So, and I would do that. Happening, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I also imagine that the uh, as we continue to develop uh, VR, that that'll be more and more of a thing. You know, charging for a, a virtual ticket for a virtual event. Baby yeah. steps, David. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> then, um, from like in a parallel setting, uh, there's been yeah. times where I've paid, uh, like in the military, they would pay for us to go to these uh, virtual leadership conferences where they would pipe in a live stream to a, a room while the conference was taking place in Dallas or Chicago or or whatever. And, you know, we still get the information. Yeah, I'm not there, you know, front row center, but still uh, being able to participate in the message that was being delivered. I kind of feel like there's a certain segment of the population uh, that would that would totally dig that. You know, Brandon, I, I know you got something to say about that. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it's funny you guys were talking about this. Um, I was actually approached by a group. Maybe it's been six, seven years ago that was doing this. Basically what what their whole thing I, I got to find in my email, but. Their whole pitch was um, bringing large shows to, you know, what I like to call as Fiverr towns in a Fiverr state, you know. And so what they would do is stream uh, a DJ, you know, so like TJR to four different venues. So you would go in and that person would be on a giant screen and they would be somewhere. Um, It never really took off. I think, you know, video wasn't, you know, people were using YouTube and everything like that. But um, uh it's been out there for a while. People have that idea. But what I think is, is you know, I don't think streaming is going to be, I think it's going to be a huge dip like you know, Will was talking about when you were able to go back to shows. But if there's a way, kind of like, you know, we we're talking about Silent Disco, to make it make it different. You know, we've talked about all our friends who either never go to a club, but they're watching this. What What is it about that stream that's different? Because, you know, right now the streams are, let's recreate what's happening at the show. We'll have some cool visuals. And, you know, what Mo's talking about, definitely watch TJR at that uh, Reacted. He had a 29-minute full rave. It was amazing. He's changed his whole bounce sound. He played Dominator by Human Resource. Anyway, um, but uh, it's about creating that different experience. You know, one of the things that that it's come out of this whole uh, stay-at-home order, or if you guys have been watching those for the hip-hop fans, 
those beat producer battles, you know, uh, Little John and uh, T-Pain. I just watched DJ Premier versus RZA. I don't know why we didn't do this 10 years ago, you know, but they, they're awesome. The audio sucked, but just being in there with a bunch of people, if, if you watch the beginning of that uh, DJ Premier RZA one, literally everybody's on there just checked in, you know, Dougie Fresh. They're just going down the list. And like that experience to me, just as a, as a music fan was amazing. Just knowing that all of my heroes are in there just watching the same feed I am, you know, and, and going to a show, you wouldn't have that. You know, I saw Wu-Tang at, at Movement, you know, no, I don't know. It maybe some producers were in the crowd, but I didn't know, you know, <laughs> but like if I watched them online, it's all these people and they're saying dope stuff and premieres giving shout outs to, you know, all these people. So I think creating, that new experience, there'll be a bigger crowd, but I really think it's just going to drop off because people want that. You want that crushing base, the experience of maybe meeting your hero. You know, that's something I think you just can't get through a stream. You know, if you can't physically get there, I get that. If you spend like a couple thousand dollars and you already have this massive production to maybe tap into a reven another revenue stream, you know, if it makes you a couple bucks. I think it's pretty, pretty interesting too that uh, you bring up this, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what does the the future of our sort of DJ event thing look like? Um, you know, do we keep doing these virtual events? Do we go back to the normal way of going out and stuff? I've thought about a lot of those, you know, those things separately, but not sort of the hybrid thing that you're talking about where it's like, okay, what happens if we have like a hundred people in a room and they're watching a giant screen where a DJ's playing and maybe there's five different venues or five different rooms where this is happening. And that would have sounded weird not too long ago. I wonder if that's not weird anymore. Uh, mega churches already do this. Uh, people get together to watch sporting events in this way. You know, they, they go to the sports bar or whatever they get together and they watch it on the big screen. I almost wonder if there's some hybrid version of that uh, going forward that we're going to see too. I hadn't really thought about that before. I've heard like a lot of people are like putting on different streams in different rooms of their houses and like, you know, it's almost like going to a festival or something like that. It's the chill out uh, room over here. and Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see if, you know, once we open up, if venues will do something like that, you know, just have a different stream in a different room. Hey, Tony, you need to hook up with your connected uh, sub pack, man. Make this happen. Oh, yeah. Nice. I still have <laughs> mine chilling. <laughs> those things are amazing. Yeah, I've always said to uh, use those with silent disco. That yeah. would be, you know, give a pack that, every time. That's you get the a subwoofer backpack yes, combination. Yeah. yeah, I got the the original one that came with Richie Houghton's well, Plastic Man's second album that he put out. It came with the the original sub pack. Nice. Yeah, the first yeah. time I experienced a sub pack, I think it was at movement in detroit but it was it was somewhere like that and they had a, it was like a silent disco set up in the middle of the festival and you could go in and you sort of like rented where you checked out one of the backpacks and put it on and put on a set of headphones and it was really neat uh mike donovan how you doing buddy you've been on mute for a little while you still alive over there there i am hey <laughs> <laughs> just so wait. actually, so I'm going to kind of like, if you don't mind, uh, if I finally figured out how to see everyone. And there are so many people here. I've not seen <laughs> Jesse in years and it took social distancing for me to actually see him. By all you means. mean Fatty Lumpkin. <clears throat> um, that's correct. Uh, anyway, a couple of things. I wrote down some notes, some things I want to hit real quick. Um, Fresh List is amazing. I played it. I probably, yes. probably your last one. It was, was your last one February, Mark? That was our last one, and you yeah. 
crushed it. It was so good. I, that, that night was amazing. And I get done playing and I'm like, oh, Mark, this was so much fun. And I'm like, man, I smell pizza. And he's like, yeah, there's a there's a oven upstairs. And I'm like, yeah, let's go get pizza. So I got done DJing, walked upstairs, got in line, got pizza with all my friends. It was awesome. But Fresh List is amazing. And that it makes me think about like how many good promoters we have in Ohio. Like Mark is amazing. Um, I like those golden pony guys in Cincinnati. I like Chris Nelson. Columbus has a lot. Uh, Dayton has, I, I don't know what, where we are right now in Dayton, but man, Ohio has some really good, <laughs> Ohio has some really good people to play for. And this kind of, like, I, I hope people see that during that time. I hope they miss this during this time. Like, I hope they're thinking, well, Fresh List is a good show. Man, I got I to gotta get back to it. Like, I hope this makes people miss and realize how good of promoters and the amount of work that these promoters in Ohio are doing. So uh, just want to give Mark and Will shout outs for Fresh List. It was amazing. Um, and then another thing I was thinking about is uh, – like as stupid as it sounds like right now, if I run to like home Depot or I run to the grocery to get essentials, I'm kind of like weirded out by people. I'm like, man, like it's, I'm just, I just, the, the human in me just kind of gets uncomfortable at times. And then I think back to just when we've gone to huge events or even small club events, like how just as humans, we've, we're beyond like viruses, you know, like, there will be a time again where the human body is like, I mean, think about like, it, when we think about social distancing right now and how it's like six feet apart, but then when we're clubbing, we're so close to each other. Like mm -hmm. the human body like has for years, you know, been able to get us to where we can sustain that kind of lifestyle, you know, to where we can dance right next to each other. Like we'll get there again, but it's just, it's weird. It just got me thinking like, it's weird that, you know, we have this distance right now, but just four months ago, we were dancing right yeah. next to each other. And like, that's what the human body is capable of. And, you know, just silly thought I wanted to share. I was thinking the other day about how many mosh pits I've been in in the past and how weird yeah. that feels would feel right now. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Big puddle of mud fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Oh, that's it. I think that's everything okay. on my list. Haven't seen Jesse in a while. Fresh List is awesome. Good promoters in Ohio. And human body is cool. <laughs> I love that list. That's yeah, a great I, list. Uh, Matt, Matt Freeman, good to see you, man. Yeah, Matt, you've been quiet for a while. You, you're still doing okay over there? It's freaking me out. There's too many people in my room right now. <laughs> Matt, when are you going to drop some new songs here? <laughs> I could probably do that in the next uh, week or two. Um, I've got some ready to go. So, uh, yeah, I like to kind of get um, everybody's opinion uh, on what I'm doing. And uh, it makes you a little nervous to put it out there for the first time. It's like you wait. or I don't know. It's like I should have been doing this. Uh, I, the last thing I put out was about 20 years ago. So uh, I still have two copies of it. Oh, cool. Let me have one of those. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> So yeah, it'll be it'll be good just to see, get some feedback and um, you know it's kind of like uh, I think something I question is what does everybody do with new music when they put it out now? Do they wait or do they you know get it out and then it's going to be uh, you know used on a live stream instead of uh, in you know in person? So what what do you do right now? 
Like if anybody is putting music out, send it to me first. Yeah, okay. actually, you want to send that to me first, and I'll give it to Mark. Okay. <laughs> cool. It was cool that you worked the one show, the one reunion, and your son came out. Yeah. You know, and he could tell that it had a little bit different vibe, and you know, he recognized the music from listening to it or hearing you play it, and so yeah, my son, uh, he's tw- he'll turn twenty-one on Friday. Yeah. Hey. I didn't kill him. Awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, he still talks about that show to this day, just from the um the human aspect of it just he saw all these different people coming together and i had explained to him like you know these people haven't seen each other in a year or so some of them longer than that and they come to this show to just be together again yeah but you hear what you just said uh, when they haven't these people haven't seen each other for a year so yeah. now and in, in every other aspect a lot of people who knows how long we won't all see each other but that may help the social aspect when everybody's out now you know uh be more focused on um, the DJ, uh, this, you know, talking with each other and, uh, getting back to kind of what, where it started. Yeah. And be kind just of cool. sharing time and creating memories, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll jump in on that, on that whole asylum experience. You know, I, I used to uh, party up there all the time. The boat wasn't nearly as impressive as all of the mannequins, depending on what state of mind you were in. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really do miss the asylum. That was a, that was a great venue and, uh, you know, your shows there were always great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just miss those days. Just that's so, that atmosphere, you know? And like I said, I mean, maybe this will help get that back a little bit. Cause I know I can't imagine that energy of that first show you go to, uh, and, you know, just seeing everybody or playing that first show. I mean, you're going to, Whoever you know, all of us that play that first show is gonna it's gonna be like, Oh my god, what this is crazy. Yeah. There's people in front of me, like they're really here, you know, this that energy bouncing off each other. Yeah, I think I, I have that unique experience with the asylum specifically where I was the underager who snuck into the club because I went to high school with the bartenders and then I would go in there and I would see just this, you know bald Matt Freeman. He had hair back then, you know, yeah. but uh, he was playing in a boat. But I saw that was me. I was like, I was like 15 to 17 years old. And uh, <clears throat> that was, I was a wallflower. And that was my first experience with like, oh, music at a BPM higher than 90. This is, this is fuck, this is interesting. Okay. And then I knew nobody. And, but yeah, that place was, that was nice. So, you know, I don't know if your asylum reunion got canceled this year. So, uh, Matt, coming up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I would think by November, hopefully everybody's able to go out. I would hope. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah. You know, if not, then we'll, you know, because we'll always do it on that uh, Black Friday. So when everybody's in town, uh, you get, you know, some of the old school people that are visiting to come on out. And, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it just seems like it works. Well, yeah, you do talk about it. The same method where, like, when I did for Ohio Classic, I was like, okay, well, everybody's home for Christmas, but I'll do it before New Year's because then they have all their money before New Year's, so they'll come out, you know. And you're like, well, literally everyone is home for like Thanksgiving-ish season, so it's I mean, it's it's a kind of a brilliant like little model. It's a very simple one, but like that's why it's brilliant. And I, it, that's why, I don't know, is that why you do that? Well, you know, we did try, the biggest night to go out used to be the night before Thanksgiving. 
um, those Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesdays. Okay. That's the busiest night of the year. Yeah, and we tried that with the reunion, and we got like the lowest turnout because we realized that everybody's home making turkey, you know, for the family. So it's like, oh crap, everybody's now in their forties. You know, no one's coming out. So I think, uh, yeah, Fridays work great because then you've got the grandparents that watch the kids and they get a night out and, you know, hopefully they remember what it is that day every year. They don't have to remember too hard. What day is it? You know, so. That's one kind of interesting thing about this group is that there's a lot of people in this virtual room right now that, that work on uh, events that cater towards a little bit older crowd than the the typical like edm crowd so i'm you know i'm looking at volume and um i can't really comment on fresh list but you guys can can talk about the the crowd there but i i kind of wonder like these kind of shows that that cater to the 30 and 40 somethings when when all this stuff passes like is it gonna kind of kill it because it's already hard to get us to come out anyway or is it going to be like oh thank god i just need to get away from the kids for one night I'm 46 and I'm ready to get the fuck out of this house. (laughs) (laughs) For me, speaking as a parent of, you know, everywhere from 21 to 16 year old, like that, it's always, it's on my calendar. You know, fuck Black Friday. I'm looking at that asylum reunion joint because that's that one day I can go and I know I can hear this shit from, from my youth. And I know it's going to be a chill crowd and I know the DJs are going to bring it. And, and, and and the vibe is so special that even though I wasn't there, it gives me a little bit of a sense of what it was like because I get to see the pictures, I get yeah. to see the people, I hear the music, and it's just, it's so awesome to have something like that here. And it's, people talk about the asylum reunion and never even knew what the asylum was. Yep. They just know about the asylum reunion, don't even know why it's called reunion. They just, they've heard about it. Yeah, it's got a buzz on for sure. How's uh, Ned's on, you know, that week? Like when that Wednesday and Black Friday? Um, it, it's always um, crazy. Just uh, it's always like uh, not the typical crowd. More of like just a college pop, normal crowd. It's it's the, all the cousins that come out together. You know, you got your you know your brothers and sisters came into town, so let's go to the bar type stuff, and they want to hear the throwbacks and the sing-alongs and the it's fun crowd. Stuff. So yeah, I mean it's yeah it's, that's how I grew up with a with a bar in my hometown. It was the one night where everybody came into town. It was reunion night. Um, so that's that, that's how Ned's always is on that night. It's just you know a bunch of flannel shirts and yeah. <laughs> but it sucks. It but sucks like, not it. sucks not doing it. You know, yeah. if I mean not even really the money so much as just like I, I'm just, you know it's a little it's grating on your nerves to not be able to play out constantly the way that yeah. that you're used to. I was there four nights a week for about seven years now. I'm like, now I'm just doing nothing. And that's what I said earlier. Like it's, I'm able to set my turntables up at home and actually, you know, uh, I'm actually wanting to go do the turntable rather than like, Oh, I got to go to the club now. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super anxious and I cannot wait to get back to it. Um, the one thing I was going to say earlier, I'm, I'm super inspired by the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the, the, the live stream and everything like that. Like when I, I've gotten in such a, a, a state of being so honed into the top 40 and what these kids want to hear all the time that I've gotten away of just, you know, I've, I've, all these songs that are, that are just classics that I said, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. Everybody's heard it. Everybody's heard it. 
But now, you know, I'm so inspired to just go back and start playing all that stuff again. I'm going to start playing all, all right. that stuff again. I'm going to start, you know, just not stay focused on what I think the kids want to hear. I'm going to, I'm going to party. I'm going to go nice. and I'm going to yeah. jam out. I'm going to party. I'm going to have fun. And hopefully that vibe spreads. Nice. Okay. It's actually brought me back to DJing. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously a bunch of you guys know. I've Thanks been DJed out. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played out in, I don't know, it's been a good few years because I've been focused more on the stage managing and the management of some artists and things like that. So I've actually been uh, actually doing it again. Hey, Tony, uh, what's your Twitch handle again? <laughs> they love the D. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that? So. Who here has like streamed? I know Fatty has. I know we have. Um, Trip and Bitflip have. Have you guys been doing Facebook Live? YouTube. Yeah, okay. I, I did Facebook Live the, the last couple of times, but like, you know. And you have the same problem we do where it cuts you off after about an hour because yeah. of royalties and shit. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm, I'm constantly getting, it doesn't matter how underground I try to keep it. it I mean, it's. Yeah. Yeah. They've got they've got a pretty decent algorithm that catches you every time, so that's why that's why I moved over to that that restream and then I I start off at Facebook and Twitch, um, but um, it, you know so then that way if, if Facebook gets cut off oh well it gets cut off you know uh, hopefully you know uh, people are starting to get hit to the Twitch thing. Um, my next step is to uh, hook up the Passionate DJ channel uh on youtube uh so the next time i do that but like you said in the beginning i've i've spent a lot of this time just trying to do like library management and stuff like that so yeah and yeah i haven't been streaming as much as i would like to but i'm trying to prioritize uh all of my my pet projects here before i get lost in all of them and spread myself too thin so and, and don't get any of it done so i'm using exclusively twitch and uh I just made a really highly logical choice, and that is because Twitch, as a platform, is for streamers, by streamers, run by streamers. Now, are they uh, DJ people? No, they're they're gamers. But it has an audience as a platform, so if I can just get some of them to come subscribe to me while they're between Call of Duty and mm -hmm. whatever else, then great. Um, I know Mark, and he can comment on this, has been using a restreamer, and I wanted to do that. But I decided to first avoid Facebook's uh, huge censoring campaign. I swear they bought yes. the first SoundCloud algorithm. They're using the hell out of that because it's biting every bit of audio. It can Awful. Has anybody yeah. uh, checked out? I saw something today. I don't know if it's if it's full in production, like open to the masses. But I've, I've seen a couple of uh, uh, ads today about Mixcloud doing a live stream. Yes. I heard that. Checked it out yet? I, I haven't checked it out, but I have I have seen it. Our our issue is um, is reach. Obviously, you know my my whole thing, as, as a lot of you guys know, has always been like mass reach, like branding and 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 well, marketing really. But like we tested uh, a few platforms, and we found that like Twitch versus Facebook Live it's like a 2000 increase 2000 percent increase in viewership where it's like people can just click and go away or click and stay on and do other things and, and everyone's already on facebook everyone yeah. has Facebook. and a lot of people want to comment right a lot of people want to like they're they're all 
they're all home like us. They want to just drink and get messed up and just party. Okay. And they want to comment. They want to talk I shit. That's half or, of it, actually, I think that's half of it. People want to comment mostly. Yeah. And you can't do that on Twitch unless you make an account. And for some reason, still people hate making accounts and, and there's no way on Twitch to set it where like guests can comment. Whereas like, even on the platform we're on right now, Zoom, you don't have to make an account. You can just join, right? And then type in your username and it's like chapel. And it's like, okay, you just comment. Can't do that on Twitch and people really want to comment. Now, if Twitch did do that, probably would be a lot better. But Facebook just has that much better reach. And like, uh, you know, for a lot of us, it's, 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 everyone's on social media and the most of that is, is going to be Instagram and, and Facebook. So people that's immediately in their feed. Cause I would, I would think that all of us have such like a, at least a significantly high posting amount where the algorithm kicks in. So our posts and our, our shares and stuff will be at the top of people's feeds more so than say, uh, your local barista, I guess. Not that I'm knocking them, but you know what I'm saying, right? So so they show up and then it's like, we start a stream and nine minutes later, we have 20 people and like, you know, Mo was saying and, and, and even Donnie was saying like 50 people on a stream is huge yeah. for, for like a local guy, right? 20 is still pretty good. We're really happy with 20, you know? Um, so it's just, what do you use? Cause now we're in this and now this thing is becoming uh, a phenom that could be something after this quarantine is over, but I don't think anyone has exactly taken advantage of it yet. Yeah. It's like we have for the first time ever, we, we finally have the perfect technology and setup and bandwidth for all of this. And we can't really utilize it anyway because of algorithmic takedown. <laughs> It's really frustrating, yeah. and I, I I have the same experience as you, John. It's it's a reach problem. It's I want to I want people to see this while it's live. I want them to be able to comment on it. I want it to yeah. have Can I some. For one second. Yeah, absolutely. So like Spinderella, Salt and Peppa's DJ does a show every Friday night, and like she plays nonstop like R and B and hip hop classics. Never once seen her get kicked off. Like I really like I've noticed there's like really high, high profile people DJing like Bob Sinclair is doing house streams like every other day um, playing tons of stuff that would get anyone else kicked off. And I'm I've been wondering about that. Like, are they somehow exempted um, because right. of their all those people? They have individual ASCAP licenses. OK, the, I, I just I wanted to know what it was. Um, does it help to comment i do not own the rights to that this doesn't music. do anything no, that's a myth yeah. it I never has it. it's been shit i didn't up. think so i didn't think that would that would help at yeah. all but. we've actually checked kim and i have checked several djs uh where they're like okay well let's see if they go past 55 minutes and not a one of them has gone past an hour i did like a 30 minute one Brandon songs it was fine. Then one, I did one more thing. Um, a couple of my streams, my my first attempts, just to kind of like test run it, got kicked off, and I thought it was because of copyright, and it was actually because of my bit rate was too high, and I was dropping due to connectivity. Um, yeah. 
and I was getting frustrated about the music I was playing, but it actually had nothing to do with that. Um, you can't always tell which it is. You just get, it just drops. Good to go back to John's point. Like I totally understand, like with the Facebook thing, like everybody and their mom, like my, my parents like dial in when I'm doing my life feed, Same. but one ghetto hack that I found. And I told David about this about a week ago is that I start talking now during my feed, giving shout outs to the people that are uh, in my feed. And for some reason that disturbs the algorithm enough to where it won't shut me down in the middle of my stream. Now, maybe an hour or so later, I'll get a message saying, Hey, you're met your, so much of your feed has been taken down, but I'm, I don't, I, but I purposely stay within that 30 minute window. So that way I don't, you know, incur the uh, potential to be shut down during my live feed. Now, maybe I'll go past an hour one, at one point and see if that makes a difference, but definitely talking uh, somehow disturbs the algorithm. I don't know why. And so this, this is kind of the tricky thing too, because I think I even commented uh, on a text about this. It's like, because Facebook doesn't really tell you much about what's happening in the moment, a lot of times it just drops you. We're really susceptible to confirmation bias and thinking that like, oh, this was cut off because I played that you know, Tupac song or this was I had cut like off an because- aha moment where I finally did get kicked off because of copyright. And then it made me realize the two previous times I got kicked off wasn't due to copyright right. because I didn't get that notice. Um, so once I got that notice, I was like, oh, you know, um, you know, if that makes sense to anyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, that that's just the frustrating thing about it. It's it's so unreliable. And yet it's like we feel like we have to be there. And I, I don't have a great answer for that. Um, yes, that, that was why I was so interested in, you know, people who are using things like Restream, if, if that's really working out for them. Go ahead, Mo. Yeah, so far for the one I did yesterday, um, I haven't received any notices yet. So, um, so for, when, when it comes to the bit rate, uh, is everybody using Wi-Fi or is anybody like... Using- no, I'm using Ethernet. Okay. Specifically, you know, just to get the best connectivity. I have 20 up through my internet provider, which is pretty decent compared to some. Um, but you know, it was kind of like a trial and error with the bit rate. Like at first I started low, like around 1800 or 2000, but I, I have nice webcams and I wanted to get the best video quality I could. So I bumped it up to 6,000 and, you know, I've got kids playing PS4 and three different iPads in my house and things like that. So that, you know, upwards bandwidth can sometimes get clogged up. Um, so it's still like a guessing game for me, like finding that sweet spot to where like I can get good enough video quality, but I'm not going to be at risk of getting kicked off because obviously your bandwidth can like wax and wane throughout the day with, you know, traffic in your neighborhood and things like that. So you have to take that into account, um, doing like speed tests at different times during the day. So I'm still trying to figure it out. And just a comment on that, Jack, you're 100% right. Uh, hopefully the audio is better here. I had my pad on on the uh, yeah, it was a little low. interface. Great. Sorry about that. That's great. But uh, yeah, Jack, you're 100% right. You have to be mindful of the time of day you're streaming, what your actual services are. So I'm high speed here. And to answer a question that John and Kim put out, my first stream on Twitch was actually wireless completely, and as is this. But I also have a really robust internet connection. And on my very first stream, I downloaded a piece of software that allowed me to use my Samsung Note 8, Samsung plug, uh, as a webcam uh, because the webcams were sold out everywhere and I didn't yet have the Wise Cam. So I was able to use my cell phone 
as a wireless camera That's uh, with, with with pretty uh, pretty good results actually uh now of course that is the note 8 so it was a higher end camera still a couple years old uh and then i did my stream on sunday which is kind of a busy day but it was in the uh in the early afternoon so all of those things i think led me to like jack was saying a successful stream because i was mindful of the bit rate uh my robust connection and who would be streaming at that time of day and i can only imagine on the weekends toward the evening the bandwidth goes nuts for people who are still employed that's their time to get online uh and for guys who want to stream who have nice setups they're going to take advantage of that prime slot as well so let me get this straight so you're saying that the bit rate that you're pumping out is too high yeah um if it's too high you can risk your connection dropping no kidding um, yeah, yeah and that's because overloading the system, overloading your bandwidth um, right but what will was saying was you know you can use your cell phone that's what we've been doing is we've just been plugging my cell phone and hers we buy i mean obs offers an app you know for your for your ios device whatever it is okay um you download it it is 15 bucks but like that's a super cheap price for using your uh your your well kind of honestly your iphone really um as as just a camera and it's it's fantastic and we cheaper than a webcam absolutely it's cheaper than a webcam and we don't have any problems actually we don't have any problems at all really we just our only problem is is time because we're yeah. we're just trying to keep busy well while we're on the the subject of uh you know the technical technical difficulties of this um one thing that i make sure i keep saying as people have been calling me asking me questions about this this is actually something we ran into when we did episode 100 so uh those of you who were there for that might on. remember um i was on that yeah <laughs> the, <laughs> the um one thing you'll run into is, you know, a lot of people I saw in the chat room, you guys were talking about that, that webcam that was really cheap and stuff. And I have to warn you that you, you don't want to just buy 10 webcams and expect them to work because you will quickly overload your USB bus on your local machine. Usually you can't get past two. Sometimes you can get three multimedia streaming devices on USB um, without doing something fancier, you're usually pretty limited to that. So don't go spend a bunch of money unless you know that you can use all that stuff. Just FYI. Yeah, I, I experienced that. I bought five webcams. <laughs> Ouch. And I'm supposed to come get two, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I keep trying to keep people from jumping on and buying a bunch of stuff like that. I got four hooked up. Luckily, they were, like again, you know, luckily they were very inexpensive, but... You know, real quick, I wanted to jump back to the platform thing because um, attention is everything in this world where we have a limited audience. So, you know, Facebook has a whole lot of exposure. Twitch, I've found, has much less exposure, like John was saying. And then one thing I haven't tried yet and I really want to via Restream is Instagram. Mm. And, and that's one cool thing. Yeah. You can go live on Insta, and I don't know how many. You know, I haven't messed with it yet. I don't know how successful it'll be, but Jim has. There's a lot of people on Insta, so. Maddie, you've gone. You've gone live, haven't you? I did. Sure. Yeah, I've gone yeah. live. It it kicks you off either uh, for multiple reasons. For you know the same thing, uh, uh, copyright, um, just connection. Uh, it's, it's just random. 
Same owner. Yeah. Facebook. It's same owner, yeah. But but they let you go for an hour, copyright or not. I mean, I'm gonna say hour as because like hour ish again, yeah. trip knows, but like it's they let you go. So uh we streamed what two nights ago? Right. We streamed like two nights ago and uh Kim hit go live because we were on Facebook Live and I hit play within like I think like a minute 30, we had received uh, uh, Sony Music has claimed mm -hmm. your music. And here's the thing, we don't care. I don't care, because it's not about the rebroadcast. I don't care who sees it tomorrow. All I care about is now. So you don't really have to worry about that, which is interesting because they still do this thing where they're like, well, after an hour, you're done. It's, okay. And getting back to all that that we've kind of been talking about is like, we've just found that even with, cause we'll go all night. So we'll do like four different broadcasts right in a row. For that first night that we did it, we did eight. Was yeah, like we did eight, like eight. 30 minute ones. And then we'll just be like, it's worth it though, because the, the viewership is right there. And, like, and I mean, like my, I know we're not in a club or anything, but like, if you can not be in a club, which is the best thing filled with people and like playing to people that are like visually responding to you, the best thing you can do is play remotely and have just a number on the screen, 20 people listening. And that's it, you know? And it's like, that's all you have to go yeah. on now. And that was to us, we decided that was worth it because when, when Kim tried Twitch, it was like two viewers because for us specifically, People like to talk back and forth with us, which is also very hard because we're very involved, especially since our sets are tagging. So uh, we're stuck with with Facebook, and we're dealing with the with the, the shit that it is, really, because it sucks. But and, which, and John, just to tag on to what you said, I I did uh, find out from Twitch that uh, no stream, no single stream, can be over forty eight hours. That's a really long time, but yeah. I'm sure that uh, with a mandate like that. Probably Facebook and Instagram have limited that same philosophy to one hour just because their usership is much higher and people would clog up their servers if they knew they could give out data for 48 hours straight and just stream. So they probably would do that. Yeah. Also, yeah. bring back the Ohio Classic, man. Bring it uh, back. And I, was, I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a note on my phone to, to talk about the Ohio Classic. So. Well, that's up to David. He's he's host supreme. Oh, here, my. So. I'm, I'm just the guy that shows up early and plays slow music. <laughs> I, think by, I think just by nature, Facebook users are more patient. I think they want to tune in to a live stream. The, the name alone, Instagram, is just way too – like, I think – that demographic is way too fast too. Well, and it's all mobile. For sure, Mike, for sure. A few years ago when I was doing the Ned Peppers live on Facebook, I haven't done it yet, but they would ask you, it would it'd straight up say, you know, your video is not, your, your live has not been posted because of content. And then you went to something else and all you had to do is click okay. Just let, so you're letting Facebook know that you know that it's, that the, the, the artist can take it down or the record company can take it down, but they let they, they would let it stay posted. But as long as you said, I know that, you know, they could take it down, then it, then it would stay posted. It would stay on. So I don't know if that's still the same way. I haven't been, I haven't tried Facebook yet, but it would make it look like they were going to take it down. It'd say, you know, this is not going to be 
posted because, you know, of content, this and that. But, you know, if you read longer, it just says, you know, we're going to let the, the owners of this music know and they have the choice to take it down or not. And they, of course, they never do. You know, the, the this was the reason that I originally started experimenting with YouTube was they actually made it kind of easy on you, uh, at least more than than other channels where they have, uh, at least up until very recently, they had a tool that was uh, their music policies. And you could literally look up tracks and see whether or not you could play them, whether you would get demonetized for playing them or like whatever the status was of that track of the rights holder. So you could actually do a little research and figure that out. And that's the only reason we've been able to do like pick three episodes like that since uh, going to YouTube. Uh, However, they recently decided they're taking that away. So now the method is upload whatever you want to play beforehand as a private video and see if it gets taken down or not, which is a pain in the ass, but also is what support will tell you. So it's a little it's a little frustrating, but at, yeah. at the same time, you at least get like the approach that I'm taking on YouTube is like because I'm doing different styles every time. I'm trying to get a little bit of SEO juice every time, so I'm naming like, oh, this is the house deep house uh, tech house mix. Oh, this is the drum and bass liquid. But what? And I'm making sure to use a lot of those kind of keywords in my title so that everyone is different. So that maybe every time I'll pick up one or two new viewers. And so that's kind of what I'm experimenting with right now. And it works, but it's very slow and still don't get the, the viewership of, of Facebook. <laughs> Unrelated note, what's everyone drinking? Water, oh. and I got to pee bad. Coffee and water. Coffee. I've got a, a porter <laughs> from, from Toxic. Nice. Hey. Red Bull vodka, because I still drink the douche juice. <laughs> Gross. I went with the classic water. Uh, Florida too. I mean, I know we had a time limit on this, but I'm having a great time. I, I, I miss all of you guys so much. I can't tell you how many days on the warm on the, like the warm days I've just gone out walking, right? And I'm just in, and I'm just like, in, I'm in Tony's neighborhood. I'm like, are you home? No. I'm in Milan. All right, fuck you, Uncle Tony. <laughs> Yeah, so I do want to go ahead and uh, make sure that everybody gets like a, a, a final chance to, to say something here. Uh, B-Funk, we haven't heard from you in a while, buddy. You still there? Yep, I'm here. Hey. Uh, so kind of maybe leave us with something here, Brandon. Like, what do you plan on doing uh, now uh, that you haven't done yet with this extra time? What's your what's your focus going to be while you're at home? I mean, first, this is awesome. I, I really appreciate you guys put me on. I didn't know what it was going to be like. Uh, it's awesome to see a lot of people I do know, a lot of people I've heard of. I mean, I've heard of everybody here, but not met some people with Facebook friends and everything like that. Um, what am I working on? Um, you know, I've got uh, an open format party that I've been doing for about three years called Trust Me Dance Party. Um, I love it. We we're talking about, you know, older crowds. It's definitely a, uh, we have college kids there, but it's really like 30s and up because I like to play old school stuff. So I'm going to be, supposed to be doing it through the summer for the first time uh but that got kind of washed away so um but really yeah i mean i i'm really looking forward to this pick four mix four i know there's gonna be haters coming out of the woodwork saying oh we did this you know before you're not the first and that's not what it's about it's really just having a fun time and really just you know getting more people exposed to new stuff because we're all here i've heard more music i think in the last like month than i have like all of last year because i'm just constantly getting hit with different feeds and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I hope I can stay connected with you guys in some way. And 
I just really hope that we don't get back to the same shit we were doing before. You know, it's not like, hey, we did this for a couple months and it was crazy. We had all these crazy ideas and now we're back to the same thing of when's my show? What's the date of this? And what's that? And, you know, not practicing as much and everything. It's really like we, we learn something about ourselves. So, um, and yeah, I mean, if uh, any of you guys, you know, play video games, let me know. I'm always online, having a good time on Warzone. Hit me up, Urgent Care. What's that? Uh, What's that gamer tag? I'm there Urgent with you. Care. Urgent Care. Okay. Yeah, my my dad's a uh, a doctor, and he made that many nice. many years ago. So people are like, yeah, you you first responder. I'm like, no no no, that's don't don't give me any credit. I'm just playing on his account. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me out here, and and yeah, let's 300. Start thinking about that. What's that going to look like? You know, is that going to be virtual reality or, you know, what is it going to be? So, did you have, besides your gamer tag, did you have anything you wanted to plug? Do you have an Instagram or something that you want to share? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, you can listen to the mix. Uh, all my stuff, it's uh, Instagram, DJ B Funk, Twitter, uh, DJ B Funk, Facebook's B Funk Official. Um, I have a Twitch name that's actually just for watching video games, and somebody stole DJ B Funk, so I have to create something that connects to mine. So I don't have Bastard. that yet. Uh, DJB Funk too. Yeah, well, there, there's a DJB Funk in Belgium, and another one in Greece. They're like real, like low level guys, but you know, they always we always try and bite at the new stuff. And I've been sitting on my stuff for a while, so um, I did a series called "This Is uh, Open Format," where I really, uh, and I've, I've complained about this on your guys' show before. I, I feel like open formats turn to this club four on the floor, very formulaic style, where it's like. Hey, we're gonna do Bon Jovi, but we're gonna redrum it so DJs who've never DJ before can actually mix it. And what I try and do with this thing is really play like what real DJs had to do. Uh, and it's all old school. Like if you like Rick James, it's there. If you like house music, it's there. Uh, if you like Aha, it's there. So, Fatty, do you have uh, uh, social media stuff to plug? Where can we see all this uh, scratch work you've been doing? And uh, feel free to share any final thoughts you've got, buddy. Uh, just post mostly on Instagram. Um, the short little bits and recordings that I'm having fun here at home. Uh, it's really random. It's just all for fun. And, but, um, but I'm posting it. Uh, you know, I've tried a couple live streams, but, um, I'm not too much of a technical mind. So like, if it just feels I'm lost, what's Um, what's the uh, username on Instagram? Uh, fatty Lumpkin might be fatty underscore Lumpkin or Jesse two pair fatty Lumpkin. You'll find it. Fatty, thanks so much for being here, and uh, oh, thank you. This is blessed. yeah, it's it's taken us way too long to get you on the show. Um, I would love to have you back uh, for like a, a proper full show if you're down, buddy. Um, definitely down for sure. Yes, Mister Shifter, I could talk with you guys all night. Yes. Yeah. So, um, tell us uh, your final thoughts and where we can uh, f- listen to your music because the uh, Passionate DJ Podcast uh, audience needs to hear your music if they haven't already. uh so i've gotten pretty lucky not a lot of people copy my name so (laughs) instagram soundcloud facebook is everything slash mr shifter but twitch there's a damn mr shifter so i had to do mr shifter official m-i-s-t-e-r spelled out right yeah no no mr so m-i-s-t-e-r shifter um I haven't really done a whole lot of new like mixes or stuff lately, um, which is kind of unlike me. But like when I do a mix, I kind of like really nerd out on it and it takes me a long time to, to, to bust it out. So 
I did like a Funk 45 one a while, like sometime last year. That took me a lot of time to compile. That one I really like. It's up on my SoundCloud. Um, but I, I want to do, I'm kind of working on a disco one right now. I've been buying disco 45s like by the dozens. Nice. Um, so like I'm so all over the place musically. It's just not even funny. Um, but like I'm on a really, really, really big disco kick right now. Um, so I want to put together a mix of that stuff sometime soon. So hopefully in the next few weeks. Well, definitely look uh, forward yeah. to that because um, you, you're not just uh, you're not just saying that. I mean, you, when you take the time to put together a mix, it's clear that you really take the time <laughs> to like you research it and you put your heart and soul into it. And you're like, this is a this is a standalone piece that exists, you know, yeah, under whatever theme. Me, and it usually takes me like two weeks or so. Like, I'll get an Ableton and like make my own edits, like. I just like, I really, really nerd out on it. And I want every transition to be exactly how I want. Like, I really wish I could be a DJ that just hits record and like, just goes off the cuff. And I just like, I do that when I DJ live and I'm, I, I, I never play a gig like with, with any kind of preconceived track list or anything like that. But when I make a mix, I really want to like conceptualize it and make it exactly how I want. So unfortunately I'd like get really OCD with it and it takes me forever to do them. Um, but I'm always like really happy once I finish them. So I guess it's worth it in that sense. And then, uh, but I'm wanting to stream, like I talked to you about this a while ago, like I am really like gun shy about streaming and I can't figure out why. So like I went out and bought two webcams. I've got everything set up exactly how I want. I've got my graphic overlays and it's so weird. Like I really haven't like started streaming yet because like I just have like this crazy butterflies in my stomach. I'm nervous than 500 people every time. Like, like I can play in, fr in front of 2000 people and just like not blink an eye, but like there's something about being alone in my, in my room and like having a camera on me that really is tripping me out right now. So I'm just going to have to kind of get over it. Um, that's a, that's probably because it's an intimate thing. Like it, you're mm -hmm. not like people aren't there in the room with you, but you're, you're letting them into your personal space. Yeah, do it, Jack. It's elevating. I mean, we, we never did it. And, and then we did it because what do we know? And then it, it, elevating. it feels like, like my first DJ gigs, like back in the late nineties where I kind of had to get over this, you know, you kind of had to cut your teeth and like, you know, make mistakes and like screw up and, and get over that. And like, um, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to have to get over that because I don't, you know, like when I, it's sometimes like if I just mix in my, in my studio here or whatever, like just off the cuff, like I'll have mixes that are just like, Whoa, like, you know, where I'm just like, you know, just playing off the cuff and like certain tracks just like don't go together well or whatever. And maybe that's just like the DJ in me where I nitpick everything and I notice every little mistake where most people at a club, like you can clang it up a little bit and people don't blink an eye. But like, I just like, if I'm going to mix in my studio and, and broadcast it to people, like I'm worried about like just having those moments. <laughs> and again, I'm just going to like in a club and stuff, people are like distracted or whatever, but I feel like, if someone's like sitting at their computer watching you and, and like, you know, they're just like listening to every single little thing. Like it just trips me out. And I'm just such a perfectionist that I just like, I still, it's, it's freaking me out and I'm just going to have to get over it. The trick is realizing they're at least as distracted as those people in the club. 
That's true. That's true. I didn't really, you know, I haven't really thought that way, but that's actually, that's absolutely true. Jack, so, you're, your and, worst, you're your own worst enemy, Jack. Um, the worst. I'm sure. the absolute worst when it comes to that. Like every gig I walk off stage, I'm like, ah, that, that second <laughs> my, uh, is my, terrible. My um, wife has a great line that she tells our kids, like if they're like scared, she always says, do it scared. Do it uh-huh. the way you're feeling. Do it that way, Jack. Go into it with that apprehension or that with those reservations, like do it that way. And I'd love yeah. to. Hopefully this week, like I'm finally, I've been doing a lot of prep work and things like that. And the other thing too, is like, I'm into so many different types of music. Like people are like, oh, I'll do a drum and bass stream, uh, do a hip hop stream, do a funk stream. And I'm just like, I don't know where to start. So I'm just going to have to like do a couple, like, like we talked about earlier with like doing little bite-sized ones. Maybe that will be a way for me to kind of like dip my toes in the water. Just do like a little 30 minute session and not like have to feel so, you know, where it's so daunting where I have to play like an hour, an hour and a half or something like that. Highly recommend. It's, it's been really helpful for me to do that. Yeah. So anyways, keep an eye on my, uh, you know, I'll probably be doing it on, on Twitch and on, uh, on Facebook. Um, and I, you know, I'd like to try to do them a couple times a week just so hopefully you'll, you'll see them start popping up once I get over my apprehension. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jax. Good to hear from you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Ron Chorple. <laughs> That's me. I think, uh, uh, just to get at what Jack said, like, uh, <clears throat> don't 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 be afraid like 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 we said um just getting out there and and doing the stream like it's you wouldn't think it's it's therapeutic and it just ends up being like specifically with what you said you're like that's scary being in front of people but not being in front of people i super get it and and i think you do too like it sucks playing to an empty crowd but you're kind of not right you're kind of playing to yourself and even if there's five people, which is conceivably nobody listening, or as far as streaming goes, 20 people, which is actually a lot of people listening, uh, it's fun either way. You're kind of getting back to a position where you were when it was just you in your basement, just being like, I like this music and I want to see what I can do with it. And it's, it's really fun and I feel like I glossed over it earlier when I said kicking off the rust, but like, I mean, I cannot stress that enough. I, I really think it is just kicking off rust. I've been so rusty and, and, uh, and, you know, Kim's been a big supporter of that. She's like, man, I like seeing you do this stuff. And you're the one being like, let's stream, let's stream, let's stream. And it's cool. It's fun. I'm getting back into it. Um, I mean, I think the, you know, like there will be trip ups and, you know, whatever. But I think that doing that live or having those things happen live adds that like human element that like, oh, this is live because I did mess up. You're getting feedback in the immediacy that is not intrusive to your set. Whereas normally you're used to, if you were getting this feedback that we're getting, you know, through the internet, through Facebook live or what have you, if you're getting that, it's through some 19 year old drunk asshole who, you know, wants to hear a song because uh, she can't get laid tonight because her boyfriend wants to hear the song. So this is just like, Hey, uh, this, and it's, it's, we're all Loki kind of, you know, but not, but it's um, like to see us in this element. Um, They're used to seeing us in performance mode 
you know, with a, with a, a thought out set. They're not used to seeing us at home fumbling through songs, figuring out stuff. And that some people kind of like to see that. I, that's what I like to see. I like to see these OGs. Like when um, RZA and uh, Premier were in uh, that battle, that was like magic to me. Watching these two guys play their songs, like I'm excited to see after the quarantine, like not as a live feed, but what that sort of format's going to be like when they're going to put that on TV. Like, you know, I want to see that on a stage where they, where they do that exact same thing on a stage. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes once we are back to normal. Um, Me too, but, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, just go, don't, I mean, just go on hit, hit uh, live and just start hitting play and people will watch and enjoy that. And like, try not to, to, to think that, Oh, I have to sit here and plan out a set for my live tonight. Just, you know, just go hit play and people like sitting, you know, seeing us in this, our natural environment per se. Everybody yeah. in here knows what they're doing. Yeah. Just do it for you, but just do it live. Yeah. yeah. Plan right, but if I'm going to wrap up my thing, if I'm going to wrap up my thing, I'll say, okay, Will, I'll do one more Ohio classic. All right. <laughs> All right. Will. Yes. All right. But here's the thing. Tony's running it. Tony's booking it. It's all Tony. That's it. Because I'm not. Like, see him shaking his head. <laughs> heavy. It was heavy. Tony is never blamed for being like, I'm going to take five years off. <laughs> I'll help you out, John. Okay. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. If I got to plug anything, I don't know. Just, I guess, uh, my Insta. It's, it's Hey Chap Chap. Uh, that's it. Uh, I, I I just want to plug Passionate DJ because we're doing 200 episodes. This is kind of cool. You know, uh, uh, we got fucking everyone here I've worked with. This is great. You guys are all great. I, I super miss all you guys. Thank you. Um, I, I've just, man, I'm, I'm just seeing all your faces here on this screen because we have it all in a, in a grid here where we can see <laughs> all of you. All right. And I'm just, I miss all you guys. I just want to play again with all you guys. But I think uh, if I had any message tonight, it would be like if the quarantine, just as, cause you know me, I'm, I'm all about new blood. If you're like some young kid listening to this and, uh, and you like, oh, I want a DJ, but I don't know what it is about. I don't know how to do it. Just, I mean, 20 years from now, this is what it means. It's, it's like solid friendships and, 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 you know, network for, for future careers. That's great too. But like, this is, I just miss all you guys. And all I want to really want to do is I want to really figure it myself and just play again with all you guys. By the way, I don't want to say that my time was included with Kim. You can ask Kim about hers. <laughs> yeah, please, Kim, uh, share us uh, anything you'd like to plug and any final thoughts that you've got. I mean, my socials are uh, I am Kim L. Um, my Facebook is not, but that's fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think now is a good time for people, especially with all of the live streams going on, for people to just kind of like dip around and, you know, experiment and, you know, try different tastes in music and things like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, now's a great time to jump into passion 
and, you know, interests and, you know, things that you have put off or, you know, I don't know. I mean, especially for me, like with producing and stuff, I've been talking about it for so long and now it was the perfect time to jump in with having so much time to do literally nothing but that. So. Yeah, that's, that's so legit though. I mean, trying to focus on sharpening those skills that you didn't have time for. That's so good. And, you know, I, I've been DJing a lot more and kicking the rust off for real. Like that's been nice. You know, getting a little bit more into production, but more like beat focused on the on the sample here, and just like having fun learning things that I've had around for a while that I haven't really gotten to sharpen myself on. And Fatty, real quick, I don't know, I don't know if you've messed with the reloop spin, but this little portable turntable. Yeah, those are cool. Anywhere, dude. Little seven inch turntable, so fun, and it tracks yeah. well. Edge yeah. has one, and uh, yeah, it's a blast. I need to get one. I mean, every every turntable should have one of those. I just haven't got around to grabbing one of those. Is it a lot better than the Newmark PTO one? It's so key. I have not messed with the PTO one, but I I literally just got this today because John Blaze came over with it a while ago. You know, throw the batteries in it, little Bluetooth speaker, and a looper mm -hmm. on your phone. You can Bluetooth to it and just cut, cut, cut. It is dope. I, I see guys taking them out to the mountain and just, you know, anywhere up on a rock by the river and just scratching. It's crazy. Yeah. And Mark, did you have something that you wanted to uh, plug with the audience? Yeah, for sure. Um, so all, all my personal socials are DJ Bitflip. That's B I T F L I P. Um, and then the Freshlist socials are either Freshlist Cincy. And that's Freshlist, C-I-N-C-I. Um, unfortunately, Freshlist was taken by a fresh produce delivery company. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of pictures of, uh, of purple carrots and... Fresh bananas! <laughs> and, and emails that are sent to us thanking us for this fresh food delivery. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, those are, uh, those are my socials, Freshlist socials. Um, really, this was a great experience. This is like just a blast to catch up with everybody. For sure. Meet some people for the first time. So, um, you know, keep doing the passionate DJ thing. It's always been just a great experience for people to learn. And um, yeah, and really use this time to sharpen your skills as much as you can or improve on yourself, if, even if you're not a DJ, you know. Or, I mean, if anybody has questions, you know, everybody else is just as bored as you are, you know, right. reach out to some people. Now's the time. PassionateDJ.com slash community will bring you right to the Facebook group. There'll be plenty of people willing to help you out. Mr. Matt Freeman, are you still there? I'm here. Awesome. Uh, so so uh, to plug some social media, um, Instagram, I just started a new page just for music. Uh, this is DJ Matt Freeman. And then I do have a SoundCloud, uh, and that's just Matt Freeman. Um, and uh, I think right now I'm just going to keep focusing on the production and probably maybe um, tackle the anxiety of uh, live streaming because, uh, you know, say, you know, Tony has Paul Oakenfold out. I can follow Paul Oakenfold no problem. <laughs> for a full room and then uh, hit hit a record on a live stream and it's like, uh, <laughs> what do I yeah. do? So yeah, I think I just want to tackle that whole 
yeah, we'll do an asylum live stream, uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes, and hopefully I don't just freeze up. <laughs> it's so interesting to see the, the, the recurring theme of that, because I, I know exactly what you guys are talking about, because I've like the first time that I went live to do a mix in, in a long time, like I literally, like I felt my hands like shaking, and I'm like trying to use the mixer, I'm like, what am I nervous about? Like literally nobody is here. Like what? What am I worried about? <laughs> it's like the I first did that with, I did that with Matt Freeman. <laughs> what did you say? I said I did that with you, with Matt Freeman, on our yeah. '90s night, where I was like, I do not know how to yeah. make things. <laughs> but go on, I just go on. No, so yeah, just tackle that whole you know fear of live stream. Just that that weird pressure. I don't know where that comes from, but just be uh, good to understand that and kind of get that to go away a little bit. Yeah, we're all being sort of forced to address it all at once. It's it's kind of fascinating. It's um, it's perfect time though. So, Matt, thank you so much for being here, buddy. It's been too long, and uh, we miss you. Yeah, it's good to see everybody. Mike Donovan, I, I know you haven't been really active as a DJ lately, but do you have anything to plug? And if not, uh, do you have any final thoughts to share with the audience? Uh, as weird as this may sound, I'm actually taking a break from social media for a while. Just Okay. Just because reading so many different things and I can like mute certain people, but why go through all that work? I just going to kind of distance myself socially sure. on that for a while. But uh, in terms of DJing, I DJ out when I like I DJ when I DJ out, like I don't practice. So like I pretty much play like five to 10 times a year and that's it. So really nothing is, is different there. So uh, um, as far as this whole experience, um, it's, kind of made me recalibrate some things a little bit, like uh, make sure that I'm really in tune with my home. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that are going on with my wife and kids, like it's, you know, it's, I don't want to sound overly hokey. And I know that there are some of us that are kind of in the same situation as me with married children. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm not wasting this time. Like when we do go back to what we think are normal, I want to look back and say, did I waste it? Did I just sit around and do nothing? I, my wife, you know, she likes to remind me of projects that I have to do around here. So I'm getting those projects done, I'm running four to five miles a day. I'm on a new workout program and trying to eat a little differently, but there's just, um, I don't want to waste this time. Like, uh, yeah. I haven't been bored yet. And that's, that's important to me. So it's just, um, I'm trying to make the best of it. And I told, I told this to my wife the other day that, I consider myself a leader of our home. Like I I lead the home, but my wife I've learned certainly runs our home. Like this thing cannot, you know, like as much as, as much as the things I do for our home, like I, me being home nine to five made, made me realize kind of like, man, I'm in their way. Like I'm in my Mm -hmm. wife and kids way. They run this thing. I paid for that peanut butter, but I'm learning. I keep putting it in the wrong spot because she reminds (laughs) me that she runs it. But, uh, but yeah, it's just really made me kind of recalibrate a lot of things. I know that really has nothing to do with, with music, but I'm still, I buy a lot of music, listen to a lot of music. And so I'm not skipping a beat with that, but, uh, it's just, it's really allowed me to kind of resharpen, I think, hopefully. And I want to come out of this and not think that I've wasted any time. Well, Mike, I want to throw you under the bus real quick while I've got you. Do you have a music recommendation for me? Cause I always look forward to seeing what you're listening to. Um, Oh, it, it, outside of um, outside of dance music, my favorite albums right now are the new Tame Impala and the new Bombay Bicycle Club. So it's if 
give that stuff a listen if you like that. But uh, I was in the middle of booking another volume deep when this hit. So uh, we've, uh, we've, killing me. Much would have been much smaller, would have been something for an old friend. And uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, very few of you will know him, but his name is Matt Bandy. And he's from, uh, yes, he's from like the Kentucky area, but now he lives in London and runs a massively successful house label called No Fuss. And they just, yes, yes. yeah, just, and, uh, we were working, he was going to do a small tour and he was going to, uh, we were, I was going to pick it up, but it just, it fell through. So, uh, so next time. Yeah, we're going to keep our eyes open for the future of volume, man. I I never I feel like it's always out there just teasing me, just waiting for for the next uh, announcement. So I, I hope that that uh, that or another similar show uh, works out sometime in the future once we're all able to to hang out and, and be buddies again. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm sure that it'll circle back. And while I've got everyone on here, I look at this like screen, and there's so many talented people. Um, Tony Desaro introduced me to turntables, and I cannot believe that. Gosh, that was like 96. And like, I can't believe that we're here right now doing this. Uh, Jack's a very dear friend of mine. I've known Matt Freeman for years. Jesse, I've known for a long time. It's just kind of cool trip. John Chappell's a dork. Uh, <laughs> so I just, um, it's kind of funny that that we're here doing this. So uh, I appreciate you all and hang in there. You're all super talented and uh, we'll get through this. Thanks so much, man. It's it's great to have you as as part of this. Uh, wouldn't have been the same without you, and we appreciate it. All right. And uh, Firecat, you've been extremely patient. Will, thank you so much for waiting, and uh, tell us what you have to plug and any final thoughts you've got, buddy. Oh, first of all, thank you. Thank all of you for being here. Um, and congratulations on your 200th episode. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Absolutely amazing. Uh, glad I could be part of it, and I look forward to getting... Uh, once the social distancing is put aside, getting back into the studio and doing a live episode with you guys because it's absolutely hilarious. It is a <laughs> it's a great time always. So, kudos to you guys and thank you for having all of us out here. And then kudos to each and every one of uh, my my uh, co-hosts and guests that are here. Um, Fatty Lumpkin, super good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever, Fatty. So, what's up on that? You too, Jack, Mister Shifter. Always love your work and what you do. Um, John, I already talked to you about the Ohio Classic, so don't make me say it again, all right? I love you. I love you. <laughs> and then, uh, Kim, I had a question for you. Why yeah. did you choose Logic? Because I remember uh, when I moved from Sony Acid Pro, and I was kind of like, is it going to be Logic or is it going to be uh, Ableton? And I wound up in the Ableton. So why did you choose Logic? I didn't really have too much to go off of. It wasn't like I was coming from anything. Okay. Um, I actually work for Apple, so okay. we get Logic for free. Well, that, so, <laughs> that is like a great reason. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll start there and see what happens. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering, as soon as you said Logic, I'm like, now, why would she have done that? Because Logic is an incredible piece of software, but it is immense. Uh, it can be scaled up to, you know, uh, Hollywood sound stages. So I'm like, that's a crazy first step. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know any difference. So this is just where I'm starting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, master it. Tell me how to use it. I've had uh, pretty much everyone tell me that I should get Ableton. So I, 
I don't know. I think that's just like uh, cross compatibility. If you go to, you know, collaborate with people, uh, you, you have so many people who have Ableton that well you're likely known. to run into another user. Like when I'm working with Trip. <laughs> I think we're uh, on another episode here. Yeah, right. And I, right, and I don't want to do that because I did that on episode 130 and 131, <laughs> I believe. Uh, social media, I think you guys already know. It's all the same everywhere across every platform. It's Firecat 451 Live. Uh, so just whatever.com or .net and then stick backslash and live behind it. Firecat 451 Live. And you got it. Uh, of course, also plugging out the uh-huh. list. The list. Yeah, Housecat doesn't actually have any social media stuff because I'm really not trying to divide my fan base directly in half. Um, I just I wanted to get away from having to put my genre on the flyer. You know, Firecat 451 house music set or drum and bass set. That, that really started annoying me. Go ahead, Jack. What's up? No, I just was like... I, f- I feel that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you know, I think a lot of us here are multi-genre, and I think Brian said it, or um, not Brian, uh, Brandon said it earlier when he said that a lot of us listen to all of these different types of music, <clears throat> and, you know, what are you known for? And so I really got frustrated with putting that little that little extra bit after every flyer, so I just said, all right, here's Housecat. You know, that's what that was. Hey, but- Will, Will. Will, yeah. you uh, played after me in the tunnels a few months ago. For, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, for the Golden the first, Pony guys. Yeah, that was the first time I've heard you play house music, and you impressed. I'm a house stickler, but uh, I put you on my volume radar in the future. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I actually, um, and I think it was, I can't remember who it was, talked about doing a series. So my mixes do come out in series. I have uh, Intelligent and Jazzy Drum and Bass under Axiom. And then Marco, remember, I started off that whole idea with house music mixes called House Deluxe. And we get up to volume four, which started to turn from house into electro, at which point I kind of cut it. Um, <laughs> Don't forget that fact, bullshit, though. Yeah, it, yeah the, the formal title of that last mix was HD4, House Deluxe 4, That Wild Bullshit. Because <laughs> it had gotten from house into like breaks and, and electro. And it was like, okay, this... A house head would kill me if I put this out, but that that wound up being the last bit of it. Uh, I'm proud to say I've never done a trance mix. Um, oh, I'm missing you. out. You can do it. Yeah, I don't know if I can stay up that late. I have to wait until sunrise <laughs> to hit the uh, start Fine, button. Can Trip so. will do it, and then we'll just like we'll call and text and talk shit about you <laughs> forever. But once again, thank you guys all so much. I look forward to seeing you all out of quarantine and on your streams. Uh, I look forward to getting over to Mark's and getting my other two free camera. <laughs> uh, and uh, Tony, once again, thank you for the personal call and shout out and a belated happy birthday. I think I said it to you already. Um, Trip, call me and let's get this music done. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. Well, thanks so much, man. It's uh, you're great to have on the microphone. So we we definitely couldn't have done this show without having you here. So thanks so much, and we, yeah, we'll definitely get you in here both to to play some tunes and to uh, get behind the mic and uh, tell us about what you've got going on. Thanks so much for being here, and thanks so much for the entire crew here. This is just a hell of a lineup. Uh, it's awesome to have you here. You know, John already talked about. It's just great to see all your smiling faces for once. 
and uh, that's pretty awesome. I do want to go ahead and open it up to uh, my team for some final thoughts here because uh, they've all been pretty quiet as we've been letting everybody get their time in here. But um, I do want to uh, just uh, extend my thanks to my team. Um, Tony Tripp and Mo are just awesome to work with. Um, they really, truly make this thing happen. I want to especially thank Tony for this episode in particular because he, he really has been my uh, my right-hand man for this episode and just kind of in general lately for uh, disco getting Donnie. things done. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Christ. Yep, that, that's all Tony. This is the first time we're doing this. We just glossed over this the whole night. <laughs> disco Donnie was here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks for for squaring that up, Tony. We appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Um, that was like I just a surprise say, for um, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you to all you guys. I highly respect all of you and your craft, and that's why all of you guys are here. I have mad respect for all of you guys, and thank you, thank you for all your time. And glad to uh, have brought Donnie in on this as well. We got your Twitch channel in. Anything else you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> it's just my first and last name and everything. Yeah. Tony DeSero. Tony DeSero. Uh, Trip and Mo, what do you got for us? So, with Donnie being here, I didn't get to ask him. So, I'll ask all of you guys uh, do you think he's going to vote for Biden in the general election? I wanted to ask him that same fucking question, bro. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, he's not. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur. Of course it's not. Right, right. Yeah. Um, now I got to so go look Joe up. Biden our... is the one that was trying to arrest him back in 2000. Yeah. I want to say thanks to uh, every single one of you. I've either played with you or I've played for you or we've opened for each other or we've gotten totally smashed or like <laughs> we've, we've, we've all had a really good time um, over the years. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been, really great to pull this crew together um and looking forward to everything that uh you all are going to continue to do and that we're all going to continue to do together um as far as me and mine uh just a quick update i was built for this i'm pretty much a homebody you wouldn't know that um when i'm out but um you know i'm i'm you know my wife and i we both say um that uh you know, we're not all in the same boat, but we all are weathering the same storm, right? So um, I'm, me and my family are incredibly blessed. I've, I've got a career that I can work from home. My wife can work from home. Um, you, you know, she focuses on our daughter while I work during the day. And uh, excuse me. Um, but, uh, you know, so we've, we've actually been doing pretty, pretty well, uh, all things considered through this. Um, so I just wish nothing but the best for all of you guys and for everybody else listening. Um, you know, and I just wanted to echo, uh, the same sentiment that, you know, from Mike earlier, you know, it, it really is incredible what all happens when you're not here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, shout out to my family. So, um, outside of that, um, you know, just, I, I, I can't say it enough. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you, David, uh, Tony and Mo um you know for allowing me to keep uh talking shit on this mic and uh yeah i just i love you guys anytime buddy fucking we love mad you shit we love <laughs> you mad shit <laughs> yeah with the exception of two of you I've, I've had the pleasure and blessing of being able to hear all of you live so thank you very much for the gift that you use to help you know be a positive force in this world um and hopefully uh fatty and uh 
and be funk yeah i've never seen either one of you play live but hopefully after all this is said and done i have the opportunity and um if you guys never need any support tony will tell you i can lift heavy shit i can do uh uh emt shit all that good stuff so if you ever need that, that kind of support i'm there for you for sure but um <laughs> as far as everything that's currently going on you know we're, we're all in that same boat just like trip said but you know it, this is what it's going to take for us to get through this you know strength you know strength and courage we're all going to get through this. We're all going to come out and we're all going to be better people for it. And we're going to be a better country and a better planet for it. We're going to be better humans and just, uh, just be strong, just be strong for those people right now that are struggling. Be strong for those people that uh, might not look like they're struggling because a lot of times your strong friends are the ones that need that pat on the back or, you know, just to be a, uh, let you let them know that there's someone they can talk to. So watch out for your strong friends, but be strong for them as well. So love you guys. Passion DJ nation. Thanks everyone for being here for all this, David, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of the show as a random stalker, you know, who was messaging you from Qatar uh, <laughs> about four or five years ago. Uh, I'm so blessed to be here and just thankful that I have a family of people that love music as much as I do. And just, uh, you know, thank you all so much for letting me be part of all this passionate DJ nation. I love you too, Mo. And Gina said that uh, your Sunday 30 minute mixes you need to open the windows wider and turn it up louder. <laughs> actually, I'm going to put a uh, speaker out in your guys' backyard. There you go. For the next one. So that way. And actually, I was thinking about doing the next one actually out in the backyard since the weather's. Oh, yeah. If the weather gets too warm, you'll probably find Trip in the bushes hiding right outside the window for real. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I should. One of these days, I'm going to have to just take the webcam and like put it out because like from my studio into his studio, we've got a direct line of sight. There's might be 50 70 feet between us <laughs> back to yeah, back. I, I don't think people realize how how physically close our studios are to Very each close. other yeah i think you're missing what? the bigger point where you guys need to go back to back that's really right the there you go yeah, yeah. hey well i got that big ass generator now so maybe we should do b2b stuff man there you no, go. just put a microphone in the middle of the street and see what happens <laughs> All right, you guys have been awesome. Uh, somebody mentioned okay. earlier that this was a lot of fun. It was good to see everybody's faces and stuff. So I'm going to stop the recording, but I'm going to leave the stream going. Everybody's welcome to hang out in here and just chill yeah. for as long as they want. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy Festivus, y'all. showing their dick now <laughs> tony i'm looking at you it took all of two seconds for that shit to start like <laughs> this as soon and as the recording exactly after dark